Hosea chapter 1. The Lord spoke his word to Hosea, son of Beeri, when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and when Jeroboam, son of Joash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke to Hosea, the Lord told him, Marry a prostitute, and have children with that prostitute. The people in this land have acted like prostitutes and abandoned the Lord. So Hosea married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim. She became pregnant and had a son. The Lord told Hosea, Name him Jezreel. In a little while I will punish Jehu's family for the people they slaughtered at Jezreel. Then I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. On that day I will break Israel's bows and arrows in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer became pregnant again and had a daughter. The Lord told Hosea, Name her Lo-Ruhamah, unloved. I will no longer love the nation of Israel. I will no longer forgive them, yet I will love the descendants of Judah. I will rescue them, because I am the Lord their God. I won't use bows, swords, wars, horses, or horsemen to rescue them. After Gomer had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she became pregnant again and had a son. The Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, not my people. You are no longer my people, and I am no longer your God. Yet the Israelites will become as numerous as the grains of sand on the seashore. No one will be able to measure them or count them. Wherever they were told, You are not my people, they will be told, You are the children of the living God. The people of Judah and Israel will be gathered together. They will appoint one leader for themselves, and they will grow in the land. The day of Jezreel will be a great day. Hosea chapter 2 So call your brothers Ami, my people, and call your sisters Ruhamah, loved. Plead with your mother, plead with her, she no longer acts like my wife. She no longer treats me like her husband. Tell her to stop acting like a prostitute. Tell her to remove the lovers from between her breasts. If she refuses, I will strip her. I will leave her as naked as the day she was born. I will turn her into a dry and barren land, and she will die of thirst. I won't love her children because they are children of a prostitute. Their mother acted like a prostitute. The woman who became pregnant with them did shameful things. She said, I'll chase after my lovers. They will give me food and water, wool and linen, olive oil and wine. That is why I will block her way with thorn bushes and build a wall so that she can't get through. She will run after her lovers, but she won't catch them. She will search for them, but she won't find them. Then she will say, I'll go back to my first husband. Things were better for me then, they are now. She doesn't believe that I gave her grain, new wine, and olive oil. I gave her plenty of silver and gold, but she used it to make statues of Baal. That is why I will take back my grain when it has ripened, and my new wine when it's in season. I will take the wool and the linen that I gave her to cover her naked body. I will show her naked body to her lovers, and no one will rescue her from my power. I will put an end to all her celebrations, her annual festivals, her new moon festivals, her weekly worship days, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her grapevines and fig trees. She said that they were gifts from her lovers. I will turn her vineyards into a forest, and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for all the time she burned incense as an offering to other gods, the Baals. She put on her rings and jewelry, and she chased after her lovers. She forgot me, declares the Lord. That is why I am going to win her back. I will lead her into the desert. I will speak tenderly to her. I will give her vineyards there. I will make the valley of Achor, disaster, a door of hope. 
Then she will respond as she did when she was young, as she did when she came out of Egypt. On that day she will call me her husband, declares the Lord. She will no longer call me her master. I won't allow her to say the names of other gods called Baal. She will never again call out their names. On that day I will make an arrangement with the wild animals, the birds, and the animals that crawl on the ground. I will destroy all the bows, swords, and weapons of war so people can live safely. Israel, I will make you my wife forever. I will be honest and faithful to you. I will show you my love and compassion. I will be true to you, my wife. Then you will know the Lord. On that day I will answer your prayers, declares the Lord. I will speak to the sky, it will speak to the earth, and the earth will produce grain, new wine, and olive oil. You will produce many crops, Jezreel. I will plant my people in the land. Those who are not loved, I will call my loved ones. Those who are not my people, I will call my people. Then they will say, You are our God. Hosea chapter 3 Then the Lord told me, Love your wife again, even though she is loved by others and has committed adultery. Love her as I, the Lord, love the Israelites, even though they have turned to other gods and love to eat raisin cakes. So I bought her for twenty-three ounces of silver and ten bushels of barley. Then I told her, You must wait for me a long time. Don't be a prostitute or offer yourself to any man. I will wait for you. In the same way the Israelites will wait a long time without kings or officials, without sacrifices or sacred stones, and without ephods or family idols. After that the Israelites would turn and look to the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord for his blessings in the last days. Hosea chapter 4 Listen to the word of the Lord, you Israelites. The Lord has brought these charges against those who live in the land. There is no faith, no love, and no knowledge of God in the land. There is cursing, lying, murdering, stealing, and adultery. People break my laws, and there is one murder after another. That is why the land is drying up, and everyone who lives in it is passing away. Wild animals, birds, and fish are dying. No one should accuse other people or bring charges against them. My case is against you priests. During the day you stumble, and during the night the prophets stumble with you. So I will destroy your mother, the nation of Israel. I will destroy my people because they are ignorant. You have refused to learn, so I will refuse to let you be my priests. You have forgotten the teachings of your God, so I will forget your children. The more priests there are, the more they sin against me, so I will turn their glory into shame. They feed on the sins of my people, and they want them to do wicked things. So the priests will be punished like the people. I will punish them for their wicked ways and pay them back for what they have done. They will eat, but they'll never be full. They will have sex with prostitutes, but they'll never have children. They have abandoned the Lord. Prostitutes, old wine, and new wine have robbed them of their senses. My people ask their wooden idols for help. A piece of wood tells them what to do. A spirit of prostitution leads them astray. They commit adultery by giving themselves to other gods. They offer sacrifices on mountaintops, and they burn incense on the hills, under oaks, poplars, and other trees. They think that these trees provide good shade. That is why your daughters become prostitutes, and your daughters-in-law commit adultery. Yet I will not punish your daughters when they become prostitutes, or your daughters-in-law when they commit adultery. The men go to prostitutes and offer sacrifices with temple prostitutes. These foolish people will be trampled. Israel, 
You act like a prostitute. Don't let Judah become guilty, too. Don't go to Gilgal. Don't go to beth -Aven. Don't take the oath as the Lord lives. The people of Israel are as stubborn as a bull. How can the Lord feed them like lambs in an open pasture? The people of Ephraim have chosen to worship idols. Leave them alone. When they're done drinking their wine, they continue to have sex with the prostitutes. Their rulers dearly love to act shamefully. The wind will carry them away in its wings, and their sacrifices will bring them shame. Hosea chapter 5 Listen to this, you priests. Pay attention, nation of Israel. Open your ears, royal family. This is my decision about you. You set traps at Mizpah and spread out nets on Mount Tabor. You are deeply involved in sin, so I will punish all of you. I know Ephraim, and Israel isn't a stranger to me. Now, Ephraim, you are acting like a prostitute, and Israel is unclean. The wicked things that the people have done keep them from returning to their God. They have a spirit of prostitution, and they don't know the Lord. The people of Israel's arrogance testifies against them. Israel and Ephraim stumble because of their sins, and Judah stumbles with them. They go with their sheep and their cattle to search for the Lord, but they can't find Him. He has left them. They have been unfaithful to the Lord because their children do not belong to Him. Now their new moon festivals will devour them and their fields. Blow the ram's horn in Gibeah. Blow the trumpet in Ramah. Sound the alarm at beth -Aven, you descendants of Benjamin. Ephraim will become a wasteland when the time for punishment comes. I will make the truth known among the tribes of Israel. The leaders of Judah are like those who move boundary markers. I will pour my fury on them like water. Ephraim is oppressed, crushed by punishment, because its people are determined to chase idols. I will destroy Ephraim as a moth destroys clothing. I will destroy the nation of Judah as rot destroys wood. When Ephraim saw that he was sick, and when Judah saw his own wounds, Ephraim went to Assyria to ask the great king for help. But the king couldn't cure them or heal their wounds. I will be like a lion to Ephraim, and like a young lion to the nation of Judah. I will carry them off, and no one will rescue them. I will go back to my place until they admit that they are guilty. Then they will search for me. In their distress they will eagerly look for me. Hosea chapter 6 Let's return to the Lord. Even though He has torn us to pieces, He will heal us. Even though He has wounded us, He will bandage our wounds. After two days He will revive us. On the third day He will raise us so that we may live in His presence. Let's learn about the Lord. Let's get to know the Lord. He will come to us as sure as the morning comes. He will come to us like the autumn rains and the spring rains that water the ground. What should I do with you, Ephraim? What should I do with you, Judah? Your love is like fog in the morning. It disappears as quickly as the morning dew. That is why I cut you down by sending the prophets. I killed you with the words from my mouth. My judgments shined on you like light. I want your loyalty, not your sacrifices. I want you to know me, not to give me burnt offerings. Like Adam, you rejected the promise. You were unfaithful to me. Gilead is a city filled with troublemakers. It is stained with bloody footprints. The priests are like gangs of robbers who lie in ambush for a person. They murder on the road to Shechem. Certainly they have committed a crime. I have seen horrible things in the nation of Israel. 
Ephraim is acting like a prostitute, and Israel is unclean. Yet Judah, I have set a harvest time for you when I bring my people back from captivity. Hosea chapter 7 Whenever I want to heal Israel, all I can see is Ephraim's sin and Samaria's wickedness. People cheat each other. They break into houses and steal. They rob people in the streets. They don't realize that I remember all the evil things they've done. Now their sins surround them. Their sins are in my presence. They make kings happy with the wicked things they do. They make officials happy with the lies they tell. They all commit adultery. They are like a heated oven, an oven so hot that a baker doesn't have to fan its flames when he makes bread. On the day of the king's celebration, the officials become drunk from wine, and the king joins mockers. They become hot like an oven while they lie in ambush. All night long their anger smolders, but in the morning it burns like a raging fire. They are all as hot as an oven. They consume their judges like a fire. All their kings die in battle, and none of them calls to me. Ephraim mixes with other nations. Ephraim, you are like a half-baked loaf of bread. Foreigners are using up your strength, but you don't realize it. You have become a gray-haired old man, but you don't realize it. Israel, your arrogance testifies against you, but even after all this, you don't turn to the Lord your God or look to Him for help. Ephraim, you are like a silly, senseless dove. You call for Egypt and run to Assyria for help. When you go, I will spread my net over you. I will snatch you out of the air like a bird. I will punish you for all the evil things you have done. How horrible it will be for these people. They have run away from me. They must be destroyed because they've rebelled against me. I want to reclaim them, but they tell lies about me. They don't pray to me sincerely, even though they cry in their beds and make cuts on their bodies while praying for grain and new wine. They have turned against me. I trained them and made them strong, yet they plan evil against me. They don't return to the Most High. They are like a defective bow. Their officials will die in battle because they curse. The people in Egypt will ridicule them for this. Hosea chapter 8 Sound the alarm on the ram's horn. The enemy swoops down on the Lord's temple like an eagle. The people of Israel have rejected my promise and rebelled against my teachings. They cry out to me, We acknowledge you as our God. However, they have rejected what is good. The enemy will persecute them. They chose their own kings, kings I didn't approve. They chose their own princes, princes I didn't know. They chose to make idols with their own silver and gold. Because of this, they will be destroyed." Get rid of your calf-shaped idol, Samaria. My anger burns against these people. How long will they remain unclean? Samaria's calf-shaped idol was made in Israel. Skilled workers made it. It is not a god. It will be smashed to pieces. The people of Israel plant the wind, but they harvest a storm. A field of grain that doesn't ripen will never produce any grain. Even if it did produce grain, foreigners would eat it all. Israel will be swallowed up. It has already mixed in with the other nations. It has become worthless. The people of Israel went to Assyria. They were like wild donkeys wandering off alone. The people of Ephraim sold themselves to their lovers. Even though they sold themselves among the nations, I will gather them now. They will suffer for a while under the burdens of kings and princes. The more altars that the people of Ephraim build to make offerings to pay for their sins, the more places they have for sinning. I have written many things for them in my teachings, but they consider these things strange and foreign. They offer sacrifices to me and eat the meat of sacrifices, but I, the Lord, do not accept these sacrifices. 
Now I will remember their wickedness and punish them because of their sins. They will go back to Egypt. The people of Israel have built palaces, and they have forgotten their Maker. The people of Judah have built many fortified cities. I will send a fire on their cities and burn down their palaces. Hosea chapter 9 Israel, don't rejoice, don't celebrate as other nations do. You have been unfaithful to your God. You have sold sex on every threshing floor. There won't be enough grain to feed people. There won't be enough wine to go around. The people of Ephraim won't stay in the Lord's land. They will return to Egypt, and they will eat unclean food in Assyria. They won't pour wine offerings to the Lord, and their sacrifices won't please Him. Their sacrifices will be like the food that mourners eat. All who eat this food will be unclean. Their food will only satisfy their hunger. It will not be brought as an offering to the Lord's temple. What will they do on the day of an appointed festival or on the Lord's festival days? Even if they escape without being destroyed, Egypt will capture them and Memphis will bury them. Weeds will grow over their silver treasures. Thorns will grow over their tents. The time for them to be punished will come. The time for them to pay for their sins will come. When this happens, Israel will know it. They think that prophets are fools and that spiritual people are crazy. They have sinned a lot and they are very hostile. Prophets are God's watchmen over Ephraim, yet traps are set on every prophet's path. And people are hostile in the temple of their God. People have deeply corrupted themselves as they once did at Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them because of their sins. The Lord said, When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the first figs of the harvest. But they went to Baal Peor and worshipped shameful idols. They became as disgusting as the things they worshipped. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. There will be no more pregnancies, births, or babies. Even if they bring up children, I will take those children away before they grow up. Yes, how horrible it will be for them when I leave them. I have seen Ephraim like Tyre, planted in a pleasant place, but the people of Ephraim will bring out their children to be killed. Lord, give them what they deserve. Make the women miscarry, or else make them unable to nurse their babies. All Ephraim's wickedness began in Gilgal. I hated the people there. I will force them out of my temple because of their wickedness, and I won't love them any more. All their officials are rebellious. The people of Ephraim are like sick plants. Their roots are dried up. They have no fruit. Even if they were to have children, I would kill their dear children. My God will reject them because they refuse to listen to Him. They will wander among the nations. Hosea chapter 10 The people of Israel are like vines that used to produce fruit. The more fruit they produced, the more altars they built. The more their land produced, the more stone markers they set up to honor other gods. They are hypocrites. Now they must take their punishment. God will tear down their altars and destroy their stone markers. So they'll say, We have no king because we didn't fear the Lord. Even if we had a king, he couldn't do anything for us. They say many things. They lie when they take oaths. And they make promises they don't intend to keep. That's why lawsuits spring up like poisonous weeds in the furrows of a field. Those who live in Samaria fear the calf-shaped idol at beth -Aven. The people will mourn over it. The priest will cry loudly because its glory will be taken away into captivity. The thing itself will be carried to Assyria as a present to the great king. Ephraim will be disgraced. Israel will be ashamed because of its plans. The king of Samaria will be carried away like a piece of wood on water. The illegal worship sites of Aven will be destroyed. Israel sins there. Thorns and weeds will grow over those altars. 
people will say to the mountains, Cover us, and to the hills, Fall on us. Israel, you have sinned ever since the incident at Gibeah. You never change. War will overtake the wicked people in Gibeah. I will punish them when I'm ready. Armies will gather to attack them. They will be punished for their many sins. Ephraim is like a trained calf that loves to thresh grain. I will put a yoke on its beautiful neck. I will harness Ephraim. Judah must plow. Jacob must break up the ground. Break new ground. Plant righteousness and harvest the fruit that your loyalty will produce for me. It's time to seek the Lord. When He comes, He will rain righteousness on you. You have planted wickedness and harvested evil. You have eaten the fruit that your lies produced. You have trusted your own power and your many warriors. So your army will hear the noise of battle. All your fortresses will be destroyed like the time Shalman destroyed Beth Abel in battle. Mothers and their children were smashed to death. This is what will happen to you, Bethel, because you have done many wicked things. At daybreak the king of Israel will be completely destroyed. Hosea chapter 11. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and I called my son out of Egypt. The more I called them, the farther they went away. They sacrificed two other gods, the Baals, and they burned incense to idols. I was the one who taught the people of Ephraim to walk. I took them by the hand, but they didn't realize that I had healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ropes of love. I removed the yokes from their necks. I bent down and fed them. They will not return to Egypt. Instead, Assyria will rule them, because they have refused to return to me. War will sweep through their cities, demolish their city gates, and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn away from me. Even if they call to the Most High, He will not pardon them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? I have changed my mind. I am deeply moved. I will not act on my burning anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again. I am God, not a human. I am the Holy One among you, and I will not come to you in anger. My people will follow me when I roar like a lion. When I roar, my children will come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from Assyria. I will settle them in their own homes, declares the Lord. Ephraim surrounds me with lies. The nation of Israel surrounds me with deceit. Judah rebels against God, against the Holy One who is faithful. Hosea chapter 12. The people of Ephraim try to catch the wind and try to chase the east wind all day. They are very violent and destructive. They make treaties with Assyria and take olive oil to Egypt. The Lord brings charges against Judah and punishes Jacob because of the way their people act. He will pay them back for what they have done. Their ancestor Jacob held on to his brother's heel while the two of them were in their mother's womb. When Jacob became a man, he struggled with God. He struggled with a messenger and won. Jacob cried and pleaded with him. Jacob found him at Bethel, and he talked with him there. The Lord is the God of armies. The Lord is the name by which he is remembered. Return to your God. Be loyal and fair, and always wait with hope for your God. The Lord says, The merchants use dishonest scales. They love to cheat people. The people of Ephraim say, We're rich. We've made a fortune. With all this wealth, no one will find us guilty of any sin. I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again as you did during your appointed festivals. I spoke to the prophets and gave them many visions. I taught lessons through the prophets. 
The people of Gilead are evil. They are worthless. They sacrifice bulls in Gilgal. But their altars will become like piles of rubble beside a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Syria. Israel worked to get a wife. He took care of sheep to pay for her. The Lord used a prophet to bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. He used a prophet to take care of them. The people of Ephraim made the Lord bitter. He will hold them guilty of murder. The Lord will pay them back for their insults. Hosea chapter 13. When the tribe of Ephraim spoke, people trembled. The people of Ephraim were important in Israel. Then they became guilty of worshiping Baal, so they must die. They keep on sinning more and more. They make idols from silver for themselves. These idols are skillfully made. All of them are the work of craftsmen. People say this about the Israelites. They offer human sacrifices and kiss calf-shaped idols. That is why they will be like fog in the morning and like morning dew that disappears quickly. They will be like straw blown away from threshing floors. They will be like smoke rising from chimneys. I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of Egypt. You have known no God besides me. There is no Savior except me. I took care of you in the desert, in a dry land. When I fed you, you were full. When you were full, you became arrogant. That is why you forgot me. So I will be like a lion, like a leopard, I will wait by the road to ambush you. Like a bear that has lost her cubs, I will attack you. I will rip you open. Like a lion, I will devour you. Like a wild animal, I will tear you apart. You are destroying yourself, Israel. You are against me, your helper. Where now is your king, the one who is supposed to save you? Where in all your cities are your judges? You said, give us kings and officials. I gave you a king when I was angry, and I took him away when I was furious. Ephraim's wickedness is on record. The record of the people's sins is safely stored away. They have the opportunity to live again, but they are not smart enough to take it. They are like a baby who is about to be born but won't come out of its mother's womb. I want to free them from the power of the grave. I want to reclaim them from death. Death, I want to be a plague to you. Grave, I want to destroy you. I won't even think of changing my plans. The people of Ephraim have become important among their relatives. However, the Lord's scorching wind will come from the east. It will blow out of the desert. Then their springs will run dry, and their wells will dry up. The wind will destroy every precious thing in their storehouses. The people of Samaria are guilty as charged because they rebelled against their God. They will be killed in war. Their children will be smashed to death, and their pregnant women will be ripped open. Hosea chapter 14. Israel, return to the Lord your God. You have stumbled because of your sins. Return to the Lord and say these things to Him. Forgive all our sins and kindly receive us. Then we'll praise you with our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We won't ride on horses any more. We will never again say that the things our hands have made are our gods. You love orphans. The Lord says, I will cure them of their unfaithfulness. I will love them freely. I will no longer be angry with them. I will be like dew to the people of Israel. They will blossom like flowers. They will be firmly rooted like cedars from Lebanon. They will be like growing branches. They will be beautiful like olive trees. They will be fragrant like cedars from Lebanon. They will live again in God's shadow. They will grow like grain. They will blossom like grapevines. They will be as famous as the wines from Lebanon. The people of Ephraim will have nothing more to do with idols. I will answer them and take care of them. I am like a growing pine tree. Their fruit comes from me. 
Wise people will understand these things. A person with insight will recognize them. The Lord's ways are right. Righteous people live by them. Rebellious people stumble over them. Joel chapter 1. This is what the Lord said to Joel, son of Pethuel. Listen to this, you leaders. Open your ears, all inhabitants of this land. Nothing like this has ever happened in your lifetime or in your ancestors' lifetime. Tell your children about it. Have your children tell their children. Have your grandchildren tell their children. What young locusts leave, mature locusts will eat. What mature locusts leave, adult locusts will eat. What adult locusts leave, grasshoppers will eat. Wake up and cry, you drunks. Cry loudly, you wine drinkers. New wine has been taken away from you. A strong nation attacked my land. It has too many soldiers to count. They have teeth like lions. They have fangs like grown lions. They destroyed my grapevines. They ruined my fig trees. They stripped off what they could eat, threw the rest away, and left the branches bare. Cry loudly like a young woman who was dressed in sackcloth, mourning for the man she was going to marry. Grain offerings and wine offerings are no longer brought to the Lord's temple. The priests, the Lord's servants, mourn. Israel's fields are ruined, and the ground is dried up. The grain has been destroyed, the new wine has dried up, the olive oil has run out. Be sad, you farmers, cry loudly, you grape growers. Mourn for the wheat and the barley. The harvest is destroyed in the field, the grapevines are dried up, the fig trees are withered, the pomegranate, palm, and apricot trees, as well as all the trees in the orchards, have died. Yes, the joy of these people has died, too. Put on your sackcloth and mourn, you priests. Cry loudly, you servants of the altar. Spend the night in sackcloth, you servants of my God. Grain offerings and wine offerings are withheld from your God's temple. Schedule a time to fast. Call for an assembly. Gather the leaders and everyone who lives in the land. Bring them to the temple of the Lord your God, and cry to the Lord for help. This will be a terrible day. The day of the Lord is near, and it will come like destruction from the Almighty. Food disappears right before our eyes. Happiness and rejoicing disappear from our God's temple. Seeds shrivel up in their shells. Storehouses are destroyed. Barns are ruined. The grain has dried up. The animals groan. Herds of cattle wander around confused. There's no pasture for them. Even flocks of sheep are suffering. O Lord, I cry to you for help. Fire has burned up the open pastures. Flames have burned up all the trees in the orchards. Even wild animals long for you. Streams run dry. Fire has burned up the open pastures. Joel, chapter 2. Blow the ram's horn in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Everyone who lives in the land should tremble, because the day of the Lord is coming. Certainly it is near. It is a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and overcast skies. A large and mighty army will spread over the mountains like the dawn. Nothing like this has ever happened. Nothing like this will ever happen again. In front of this army a fire burns. Behind it flames are blazing. In front of it the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind it the land is like a barren desert. Nothing escapes it. The soldiers look like horses. They run like war horses. As they leap on mountaintops, they sound like rattling chariots, like crackling fire burning up straw, and like a mighty army prepared for battle. People are terrified in their presence. Every face turns pale. They run like warriors. They climb walls like soldiers. They march straight ahead. They do not leave their places. They do not crowd one another. They keep in their own lines. Even when they break through the defenses, they do not break their ranks. 
They rush into the city, they run along the wall, they climb into houses, they enter through windows like thieves. The earth quakes in their presence, and the sky shakes, the sun and the moon turn dark, and the stars no longer shine. The Lord shouts out orders to his army. His forces are very large. The troops that carry out his commands are mighty. The day of the Lord is extremely terrifying. Who can endure it? But even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, crying, and mourning. Tear your hearts, not your clothes. Return to the Lord your God. He is merciful and compassionate, patient and always ready to forgive, and to change his plans about disaster. Who knows? He may reconsider and change his plan and leave a blessing for you. Then you could give grain offerings and wine offerings to the Lord your God. Blow the ram's horn in Zion. Schedule a time to fast. Call for an assembly. Gather the people. Prepare them for a holy meeting. Assemble the leaders. Gather the children, even the nursing infants. Grooms leave their rooms. Brides leave their chambers. The priests who serve the Lord cry between the altar and the entrance to the temple. They say, Spare your people, O Lord. Don't let the people who belong to you become a disgrace. Don't let the nations ridicule them. Why should people ask, Where is their God? Then the Lord became concerned about his land, and he had pity on his people. The Lord said to his people, I'm going to send grain, new wine, and olive oil to you. You will be satisfied with them. I will no longer make you a disgrace among the nations. I will keep the northern army far from you, and I will force it into a dry and barren land. The soldiers in front will be forced into the eastern sea. The soldiers in back will be forced into the western sea. A foul odor will rise from the dead bodies. They will stink. He has done great things. Land, do not be afraid. Be glad and rejoice. The Lord has done great things. Wild animals, do not be afraid. The pastures in the wilderness have turned green. The trees have produced their fruit. There are plenty of figs and grapes. People of Zion, be glad and find joy in the Lord your God. The Lord has given you the teacher of righteousness. He has sent the autumn rain and the spring rain as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and olive oil. Then I will repay you for the years that the mature locusts, the adult locusts, the grasshoppers, and the young locusts ate your crops. They are the large army that I sent against you. You will have plenty to eat, and you will be full. You will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has performed miracles for you. My people will never be ashamed again. You will know that I am in Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people will never be ashamed again. After this, I will pour my spirit on everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour my spirit on servants, on both men and women. I will work miracles in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will become as red as blood before the terrifying day of the Lord comes. Then whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who escape will be on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. Among the survivors will be those whom the Lord calls, as the Lord has promised. Joel chapter 3. In those days and at that time I will bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. I will gather all the nations. I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will judge them there. They scattered the Israelites, the people who belonged to me among the nations, they divided my land, they threw dice for my people, they traded boys for prostitutes, they sold gifts 
so that they could buy wine to drink. Now what do you have against me, Tyre and Sidon, and all the regions of Philistia? Are you paying me back for something I have done? If you are paying me back, I will quickly pay you back for what you have done. You took my silver and my gold. You brought my finest treasures to your temples. You sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks. That way you could send them far away from their land. I'm going to make them leave the place where you sold them. I will pay you back for what you have done. I will sell your sons and daughters to the people of Judah. They will sell them to the people of Sheba, a nation that is far away. The Lord has spoken. Announce this among the nations. Prepare yourselves for war. Wake up the warriors. Have all the warriors come near and attack. Hammer your plow blades into swords, and your pruning shears into spears. Weaklings should say that they are warriors. Hurry from every direction, and gather there, all you nations. O Lord, bring your soldiers. Wake up, you nations. Come to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Cut them down like grain. The harvest is ripe. Stomp on them as you would stomp on grapes. The winepress is full. The vats overflow. The nations are very wicked. There are many, many people in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will turn dark. The stars will no longer shine. The Lord will roar from Zion, and His voice will thunder from Jerusalem. The sky and the earth will shake. The Lord will be a refuge for His people. He will be a stronghold for the people of Israel. You will know that I am the Lord your God. I live on my holy mountain Zion. Jerusalem will be holy. Foreigners will never invade it again. On that day new wine will cover the mountains. Milk will flow on the hills. Water will flow in all the brooks of Judah. A spring will flow from the Lord's temple. It will water the valley of Shittim. Egypt will become a wasteland. Edom will become a barren desert. This is because the nations were cruel to Judah. They murdered innocent people in their land. People will always live in Judah. People will live in Jerusalem from now on. I will punish those who murder. The Lord lives in Zion. Amos chapter 1. These are the words of Amos, one of the sheep farmers from Tekoa. He saw a vision about Israel during the reigns of Judah's king Uzziah and Israel's king Jeroboam, son of Joash. This happened two years before the earthquake. He said, The Lord roars from Zion, and His voice thunders from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds are turning brown, and the top of Mount Carmel is dried up. This is what the Lord says, because Damascus has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The Arameans have crushed the people of Gilead with iron-spiked threshing sledges. I will send a fire on the house of Hazael, and burn down the palaces of Ben-Hadad. I will break the bars on the gates of Damascus. I will cut off those living in Avin Valley, and the one who holds the scepter in Beth-Eden. The people of Aram will go into captivity at Kir. The Lord has said this. This is what the Lord says, because Gaza has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The Philistines have taken all the people captive in order to hand them over to the Edomites. I will send a fire on the walls of Gaza and burn down its palaces. I will cut off those living in Ashdod and the one who holds a scepter in Ashkelon. I will turn my power against Ekron. The rest of the Philistines will die. The Almighty Lord has said this. This is what the Lord says. Because Tyre has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. 
The Tyrians have handed all the people over to the Edomites. The Tyrians didn't remember their treaty with their relatives. I will send a fire on the walls of Tyre and burn down its palaces. This is what the Lord says, because Edom has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The Edomites pursued their relatives with swords. They refused to show any compassion to them. Their anger was unstoppable. They refused to control their fury. I will send a fire on Taman and burn down the palaces of Bozrah. This is what the Lord says, Because Ammon has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The Ammonites enlarged their territory by ripping open pregnant women in Gilead. I will set fire to the walls of Rabbah and burn down its palaces, while troops are shouting on the day of battle, and winds are howling on the day of the storm. Their king will go into captivity along with his officials. The Lord has said this, Amos chapter 2. This is what the Lord says, Because Moab has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The Moabites have cremated Edom's king. I will send a fire on Moab and burn down the palaces of Kiriot. Moab will die during the noise of battle while troops are shouting and ram's horns are blowing. I will take their judges away from them. I will kill all their officials at the same time. The Lord has said this. This is what the Lord says. Because Judah has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The people of Judah have rejected the Lord's teachings and haven't kept His laws. They have been led astray by false teachings, the same ones their ancestors followed. I will send a fire on Judah and burn down the palaces of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Because Israel has committed three crimes, and now a fourth crime, I will not change my plans. The people of Israel sell the righteous for money, and the needy for a pair of sandals. They stomp the heads of the poor into the dust. They push the humble out of the way. Father and son sleep with the same woman. They dishonor my holy name. Beside every altar they spread themselves out on clothes taken as security. In the temples of their gods they drink the wine that they bought with fines. I destroyed the Amorites in front of them. Although the Amorites were as tall as cedars and as strong as oaks, I destroyed their fruit above the ground and their roots below it. I brought you out of Egypt. I led you through the desert for forty years, so that you could take possession of the land of the Amorites. I also sent you prophets from among your children, and Nazarites from among your youths. Isn't that so, people of Israel? The Lord has declared this. You made the Nazarites drink wine. You commanded the prophets to stop prophesying. I'm going to crush you as an overloaded wagon crushes a person. Runners will not be able to escape. Strong men will find that their strength is useless. Soldiers will not be able to save themselves. Archers will not stand their ground. Fast runners will not be able to escape. Horsemen will not be able to save themselves. Brave soldiers will run away naked that day. The Lord has declared this. Amos chapter 3. Listen to this message which I, the Lord, have spoken against you Israelites, against your whole family that I brought out of Egypt. Out of all the families on earth I have known no one else but you. That is why I am going to punish you for all your sins. Do two people ever walk together without meeting first? Does a lion roar in the forest if it has no prey? Does a young lion growl in its den unless it has caught something? Does a bird land in a trap on the ground if there's no bait in it? Does a trap spring up from the ground unless it has caught something? If a ram's horn sounds an alarm in a city, won't the people be alarmed? If there is a disaster in a city, hasn't the Lord done it? 
Certainly the Almighty Lord doesn't do anything unless He first reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who isn't afraid? The Almighty Lord has spoken. Who can keep from prophesying? Announce in the palaces of Ashdod and in the palaces of Egypt. Gather together on the mountains of Samaria. See the widespread confusion and oppression in Samaria. Those who collect prophets in their palaces through violent and destructive acts don't know how to do what is right, declares the Lord. This is what the Almighty Lord says. An enemy will surround your land, strip you of your defenses, and loot your palaces. This is what the Lord says. As a shepherd rescues two legs or a piece of an ear out of a lion's mouth, so the Israelites living in Samaria will be rescued, having only a corner of a bed or a piece of a couch. Listen and testify against the descendants of Jacob, declares the Almighty Lord, the God of armies. On the day I punish Israel for its disobedience, I will also destroy the altars at Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and will fall to the ground. I will tear down winter houses as well as summer houses. Houses decorated with ivory will be destroyed. Mansions will be demolished, declares the Lord. Amos chapter 4. Listen to this message, you cows of Bashan who live on Mount Samaria. You women oppress the poor and abuse the needy. You say to your husbands, get some wine, let's drink. The Almighty Lord has taken an oath on His holiness. Surely the time is going to come when you will be taken away on hooks and the rest of you on fish hooks. Each of you will leave the city through breaks in the wall, one woman ahead of another. You will be thrown into a garbage dump. The Lord declares this, go to Bethel and sin. Go to Gilgal and sin even more. Bring your sacrifices every morning. Bring a tenth of your income every three days. Burn bread as a thank offering. Brag and boast about your free will offerings. This is what you people of Israel love to do. The Almighty Lord declares this. I left you with nothing to eat in any of your cities. I left you with no food in your entire land. And you still didn't return to me, declares the Lord. I stopped the rain from falling three months before the harvest. I sent rain on one city and not on another. One field had rain, another field had none, and dried up. So people from two or three cities staggered as they walked to another city in order to get a drink of water. But they couldn't get enough. And you still didn't return to me, declares the Lord. I struck your crops with blight and mildew. Locusts repeatedly devoured your gardens, vineyards, fig trees, and olive trees. And you still didn't return to me, declares the Lord. I sent plagues on you as I did to Egypt. With swords I killed your best young men, along with your captured horses. I made the stench from your camps fill your noses, and you still didn't return to me, declares the Lord. I destroyed some of you as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You were like a burning log snatched from a fire, and you still didn't return to me, declares the Lord. This is what I will do to you, Israel. Prepare to meet your God. This is what I will do to you, Israel. God forms the mountains and creates the wind. He reveals His thoughts to humans. He makes dawn and dusk appear. He walks on the high places of the earth. His name is the Lord God of armies. Amos chapter 5. Listen to this message, this funeral song that I sing about you, nation of Israel. The people of Israel have fallen never to rise again. They lie abandoned in their own land. There is no one to help them. This is what the Almighty Lord says. The city that sends 1,000 troops off to war will have only 100 left. The one that sends 100 troops off to war will have only 10 left for the nation of Israel. 
This is what the Lord says to the nation of Israel, Search for me and live. But don't search for me at Bethel. Don't go to Gilgal. Don't travel to Beersheba. Gilgal will certainly go into exile. Bethel will come to nothing. Search for the Lord and live. If you don't, he will spread like a fire through the house of Joseph and burn it down. Bethel will have no one to put it out. You, Israel, turn justice into poison and throw righteousness on the ground. God made the constellations Pleiades and Orion. He turns deep darkness into dawn. He turns day into night. He calls for water from the sea to pour it over the face of the earth. His name is the Lord. He destroys strongholds and ruins fortresses. Israel, you hate anyone who speaks out against injustice. You are disgusted by anyone who speaks the truth. You trample on the poor and take their wheat from them for taxes. That is why you build houses from hand-cut stones, but you will not live in them. You plant beautiful vineyards, but you will not drink their wine. I know that your crimes are numerous and your sins are many. You oppress the righteous by taking bribes. You deny the needy access to the courts. That is why a wise person remains silent at such times, because those times are so evil. Search for good instead of evil, so that you may live. Then the Lord God of armies will be with you as you have said. Hate evil and love good. Then you will be able to have justice in your courts. Maybe the Lord God of armies will have pity on the faithful few of Joseph. This is what the Lord, the Almighty God of armies, says. There will be loud crying in every city square, and people will say in every street, Oh, no! They will call on farmers to mourn and on professional mourners to cry loudly. There will be loud crying in every vineyard, because I will pass through your land with death. The Lord has said this. How horrible it will be for those who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for that day? The day of the Lord is one of darkness and not light. It is like a person who flees from a lion only to be attacked by a bear. It is like a person who goes home and puts his hand on the wall only to be bitten by a snake. The day of the Lord brings darkness and not light. It is pitch black with no light. I hate your festivals. I despise them. I'm not pleased with your religious assemblies. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I won't accept them. I won't even look at the fellowship offerings of your choicest animals. Spare me the sound of your songs. I won't listen to the music of your harps. But let justice flow like a river and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Did you bring me sacrifices and grain offerings in the desert for forty years, nation of Israel? You carried along the statues of the god Sikuth as your king, and the star Kiyun, the gods you made for yourselves. I will send you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of armies. Amos chapter 6. How horrible it will be for those who are at ease in Zion, for those who feel secure on the mountain of Samaria, and for the heads of the leading nations to whom the nation of Israel comes. Go to Kalna and look. Go from there to the great city of Hamath. Then go to Gath, the city of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms? Is their territory larger than yours? How horrible it will be for those who think that a day of disaster is far away. They bring the reign of violence closer. How horrible it will be for those who sleep on ivory beds. They sprawl out on their couches and eat lambs from their flocks and calves from their stalls. How horrible it will be for those who make up songs as they strum a harp. Like David, they write all kinds of songs for themselves. 
How horrible it will be for those who drink wine by the jugful. They rub the finest oils all over themselves and are not sorry for the ruin of the descendants of Joseph. That is why they will now be the first to go into exile. The celebrating of those sprawled around the banquet table will stop. The Almighty Lord has sworn an oath on Himself. The Lord God of armies declares, I am disgusted with Jacob's pride, and I hate his palaces, so I will hand over the city and everything in it. If ten people are left in one house, they will die. If a relative or a mortician comes to take the dead bodies out of the house and asks someone who is inside the house, Is there anyone else with you? That person will answer, No. Hush, he will add. We shouldn't mention the name of the Lord. The Lord is going to give the command to level big houses and flatten little houses. Do horses run on rocks? Does a farmer plow the sea with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into something deadly, and what is righteous into poison. How horrible it will be for those who rejoice over Lodebar, and who say, We were strong enough to capture Karnaim by ourselves. I am going to lead a nation to attack you, nation of Israel, declares the Lord God of the armies of the nations. They will oppress you from the border of Hamath to the valley of Arabah. Amos chapter 7. This is what the Almighty Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts when the second crop was being harvested. It was the harvest that followed the harvest for the king. When the locusts had finished eating every plant in the land, I said, Almighty Lord, please forgive us. How can the descendants of Jacob survive? There are so few of them. The Lord changed his plans about this. This won't happen, the Lord said. This is what the Almighty Lord showed me. The Almighty Lord was calling for judgment by fire. The fire dried up the ocean and burned up the land. Then I said, Almighty Lord, please stop. How can the descendants of Jacob survive? There are so few of them. The Lord changed his plans about this. This won't happen either, the Almighty Lord said. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall built with the use of a plumb line, and he had a plumb line in his hand. He asked me, What do you see, Amos? I answered, A plumb line. Then the Lord said, I'm going to hold a plumb line in the middle of my people Israel. I will no longer overlook what they have done. The worship sites of Isaac will be destroyed, and the holy places of Israel will be in ruins. I will attack Jeroboam's heirs with my sword. Then Amaziah, the priest at Bethel, sent a message to King Jeroboam of Israel. It read, Amos is plotting against you among the people of Israel. The country isn't able to endure everything he is saying. Amos says that Jeroboam will be killed with a sword, and that Israel cannot avoid being taken from its land into exile. Then Amaziah said to Amos, You seer, run away to Judah, eat there, and prophesy there. But don't ever prophesy again in Bethel, because this is the king's holy place and the king's palace. Amos responded, I'm not a prophet, and I'm not a disciple of the prophets. I'm a rancher and a grower of figs. But the Lord took me away from herding the flock and said to me, Prophesy to my people Israel. Now listen to the word of the Lord. You said, Stop prophesying against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. However, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters will be killed with swords. Your land will be surveyed and divided up, and you will die in an unclean land. Israel cannot avoid being taken from its land into exile. Amos chapter 8. This is what the Almighty Lord showed me, a basket of ripe summer fruit. He asked, What do you see, Amos? A basket of ripe summer fruit, I answered. 
Then the Lord said to me, My people Israel are now ripe. I will no longer overlook what they have done. On that day the songs of the temple will become loud cries, declares the Almighty Lord. There will be dead bodies scattered everywhere. Hush! Listen to this. Those who trample on the needy and ruin those who are oppressed in the world, you say to yourselves, When will the new moon festival be over so that we can sell more grain? When will the day of worship be over so that we can sell more wheat? We can shrink the size of the bushel baskets, increase the cost, and cheat with dishonest scales. We can buy the poor with money and the needy for a pair of sandals. We can sell the husks mixed in with the wheat. The Lord has sworn an oath by Jacob's pride. I will never forget anything that they have done. The land will tremble because of this. Everyone who lives in it will mourn. The entire land will rise like the Nile, be tossed about, and then sink like Egypt's river. On that day, declares the Almighty Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your festivals into funerals and all your songs into funeral songs. I will put sackcloth around everyone's waist and shave everyone's head. I will make that day seem like a funeral for an only child, and its end will be bitter. The days are going to come, declares the Almighty Lord, when I will send a famine throughout the land. It won't be an ordinary famine or drought. Instead, there will be a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will wander from sea to sea and roam from the north to the east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they won't find it. On that day, beautiful young women and strong young men will faint because of their thirst. How horrible it will be for those who swear by Ashima, the idol of Samaria, and say, I solemnly swear, Dan, as your God lives. I solemnly swear as long as there is a road to Beersheba. Those who say this will fall and never get up again. Amos chapter 9. I saw the Lord standing by the altar, and he said, Strike the tops of the pillars so that the foundations shake. Cut off everyone's head. I will kill with a sword all who are left. None of them will be able to get away. None of them will be able to escape. Even if they dig their way into Sheol, my hand will take them from there. Even if they go up to heaven, I will bring them down from there. Even if they hide on top of Mount Carmel, I will look for them and take them from there. Even if they hide from me at the bottom of the sea, I will command a sea snake to bite them. Even if they go into exile ahead of their enemies, I will command a sword to kill them. I will keep my eyes on them so that I can bring disaster on them and not help them. The Almighty Lord of armies touches the earth. It quakes, and all who live on it mourn. All of it rises like the Nile and sinks like Egypt's river. The one who builds stairs up to heaven and sets their foundation on the earth, the one who calls for the water in the sea and pours it over the face of the earth, his name is the Lord. You people of Israel are like the people from Sudan, says the Lord. Didn't I bring Israel from Egypt? Didn't I bring the Philistines from Crete and the Arameans from Kir? I, the Almighty Lord, have my eyes on the sinful kingdom. I will wipe it off the face of the earth. But I won't totally destroy the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord. I'm going to give the order. I will sift the nation of Israel out of all the nations as if I were using a sieve. Not one pebble will fall to the ground. All the sinners among my people are thinking destruction will not catch up to us or run into us. In spite of this, they will be killed with swords. On that day I will set up David's fallen tent. I will repair the holes in it. I will restore its ruined places. I will rebuild them as they were a long time ago. 
They will capture the few survivors of Edom, and all the nations that were under my authority, declares the Lord, who will do these things. The days are going to come, declares the Lord, when the one who plows will catch up to the one who harvests, and the one who stomps on grapes will catch up to the one who plants. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. I will restore my people Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink the wine from them. They will plant gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant the people of Israel in their land, and they won't be uprooted again from the land that I gave them, says the Lord your God. Obadiah. This is the vision of Obadiah. This is what the Almighty Lord says about Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord. A message was sent among the nations to say, Get ready. Let's go to war against Edom. Edom, I will make you the smallest of nations. Others will despise you. Your arrogance has deceived you. You live on rocky cliffs. You make your home up high. You say to yourself, No one can bring me down to earth. Even though you fly high like an eagle and build your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there, declares the Lord. If thieves or looters come to you during the night, won't they steal only until they've had enough? You will be ruined. If people come to pick your grapes, won't they leave a few grapes behind? But you, Esau, will lose everything. Even your hidden treasures will be looted. All your allies will force you to leave your land. The people who are at peace with you will deceive you. Those who eat food with you will set traps for you, and you won't even know about it. On that day I will destroy the wise people in Edom, and take wisdom away from Esau's mountain, declares the Lord. Taman, your warriors will be terrified. Everyone on Esau's mountain will be slaughtered. Because of the violence you did to Jacob, your relative, you will be covered with shame. You will be destroyed forever. While you stood there doing nothing, strangers carried off Jacob's wealth. Foreigners entered his gates and threw dice for Jerusalem. You acted like one of them. Don't gloat over your relative's misfortune, or be happy when the people of Judah are destroyed. Don't brag so much when they're in distress. Don't march through the gates of my people when disaster strikes, or gloat over their misery when disaster strikes. Don't take their wealth when disaster strikes. Don't stand at the crossroads to kill their refugees. Don't hand over their survivors when they're in distress. The day of the Lord is near for all nations. Edom, you will be treated as you have treated others. You will get back what you have given. As you, Israel, drank on my holy mountain, so all nations will drink in turn. They will drink and guzzle down everything in it. They will be like those who have never existed. But refugees will live on Mount Zion. It will be holy. The descendants of Jacob will get back their possessions. The descendants of Jacob will be like a fire. The descendants of Joseph will be like a flame. But the descendants of Esau will be like straw. They will be burned and destroyed. There will be no one left among the descendants of Esau. The Lord has spoken. People from the Negev will take possession of Esau's mountain. People from the foothills will take possession of Philistia. They will take possession of the lands of Ephraim and Samaria. And the descendants of Benjamin will take possession of Gilead. Exiles from Israel will take possession of Canaan. They will possess land as far as Zarephath. Exiles from Jerusalem who are in Sepharad will take possession of the cities in the Negev. Those who are victorious will come from Mount Zion to rule Esau's mountain. The kingdom will belong to the Lord. Jonah chapter 1. The Lord spoke his word to Jonah, son of Amittai. He said, Leave at once for the important city Nineveh. Announce to the people that I can no longer overlook the wicked things they have done. 
Jonah immediately tried to run away from the Lord by going to Tarshish. He went to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid for the trip and went on board. He wanted to go to Tarshish to get away from the Lord. The Lord sent a violent wind over the sea. The storm was so powerful that the ship was in danger of breaking up. The sailors were afraid, and they cried to their gods for help. They began to throw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship's load. Now Jonah had gone below deck and was lying there sound asleep. The captain of the ship went to him and asked, How can you sleep? Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will notice us and we won't die. Then the sailors said to each other, Let's throw dice to find out who is responsible for bringing this disaster on us. So they threw dice, and the dice indicated that Jonah was responsible. They asked him, Tell us why has this disaster happened to us? What do you do for a living? Where do you come from? What country are you from? What nationality are you? Jonah answered them, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven. He is the God who made the sea and the land. Then the men were terrified. They knew that he was running away from the Lord because he had told them. They asked Jonah, Why have you done this? The storm was getting worse. So they asked Jonah, What should we do with you to calm the sea? He told them, Throw me overboard. Then the sea will become calm. I know that I'm responsible for this violent storm. Instead, the men tried to row harder to get the ship back to shore, but they couldn't do it. The storm was getting worse. So they cried to the Lord for help. Please, Lord, don't let us die for taking this man's life. Don't hold us responsible for the death of an innocent man, because you, Lord, do whatever you want. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the sea became calm. The men were terrified of the Lord. They offered sacrifices and made vows to the Lord. The Lord sent a big fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Jonah, chapter 2. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Jonah prayed, I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. From the depths of my watery grave I cried for help, and you heard my cry. You threw me into the deep, into the depths of the sea, and water surrounded me. All the whitecaps on your waves have swept over me. Then I thought, I have been banished from your sight. Will I ever see your holy temple again? Water surrounded me, threatening my life. The deep sea covered me completely. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foot of the mountains. I sank to the bottom where bars held me forever. But you brought me back from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who hold on to worthless idols abandon their loyalty to you. But I will sacrifice to you with songs of thanksgiving. I will keep my vow. Victory belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spit Jonah out onto the shore. Jonah chapter 3. Then the Lord spoke his word to Jonah a second time. He said, Leave at once for the important city Nineveh. Announce to the people the message I have given you. Jonah immediately went to Nineveh as the Lord told him. Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to walk through it. Jonah entered the city and walked for about a day. Then he said, In forty days Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God. They decided to fast, and everyone from the most important to the least important dressed in sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, took off his robe, put on sackcloth, and sat in ashes. 
Then he made this announcement and said it throughout the city. This is an order from the king and his nobles. No one is to eat or drink anything. This includes all people, animals, cattle, and sheep. Every person and animal must put on sackcloth. Cry loudly to God for help. Turn from your wicked ways and your acts of violence. Who knows? God may reconsider his plans and turn from his burning anger so that we won't die. God saw what they did. He saw that they turned from their wicked ways. So God reconsidered his threat to destroy them, and he didn't do it. Jonah chapter 4. Jonah was very upset about this, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord, Lord, isn't this what I said would happen when I was still in my own country? That's why I tried to run to Tarshish in the first place. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, patient and always ready to forgive and to reconsider your threats of destruction. So now, Lord, take my life. I'd rather be dead than alive. The Lord asked, What right do you have to be angry? Jonah left the city and sat down east of it. He made himself a shelter there. He sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. The Lord God made a plant grow up beside Jonah to give him shade and make him more comfortable. Jonah was very happy with the plant. At dawn the next day, God sent a worm to attack the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God made a hot east wind blow. The sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he was about to faint. He wanted to die. So he said, I'd rather be dead than alive. Then God asked Jonah, What right do you have to be angry over this plant? Jonah answered, I have every right to be angry, so angry that I want to die. The Lord replied, This plant grew up overnight and died overnight. You didn't plant it or make it grow, yet you feel sorry for this plant. Shouldn't I feel sorry for this important city, Nineveh? It has more than 120,000 people in it, as well as many animals. These people couldn't tell their right hand from their left. Micah chapter 1 The Lord spoke his word to Micah, who was from Moresheth, when Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. This is the vision that Micah saw about Samaria and Jerusalem. Listen, all you people, pay attention, earth and all who are on it. The Almighty Lord will be a witness against you, the Lord will be a witness from His holy temple. The Lord is going to come from His place. He is going to come down and step on the worship places of the earth. Mountains will melt under Him like wax near a fire. Valleys will split apart like water pouring down a steep hill. All this is because of Jacob's crime and Israel's sin. What is Jacob's crime? Isn't it Samaria? What is Judah's worship place? Isn't it Jerusalem? So I will turn Samaria into a pile of rubble, a place for planting vineyards. I will roll its stones down into a valley and expose its foundations. All its idols will be smashed to pieces. All its wages for being a prostitute will be burned. All its statues will be turned into a pile of rubble. Samaria collected its wages for being a prostitute. That money will again pay for prostitutes. I will mourn and cry because of this. I will walk around barefoot and naked. I will cry like a jackal and mourn like an ostrich. Samaria's wounds are incurable. The news about Samaria will come to Judah. It will reach the gates of my people in Jerusalem. Don't report it in Gath. Don't cry there. Roll in the dust of Beth Leafra. Pass by naked and ashamed inhabitants of Shafir. Don't come out inhabitants of Zanan. Bethazel is in mourning. It will take its support away from you. 
Wait anxiously for good inhabitants of Maroth. From the Lord disaster will come on the gates of Jerusalem. Harness the horses to the chariots, inhabitants of Lachish. You were the first to lead the people of Zion into sin. The rebellious acts of Israel are found in you. That is why you will give farewell gifts to Moresheth Gath. The town of Akzib will betray the kings of Israel. I will again bring a conqueror against the inhabitants of Marashah. The glory of Israel will come to Adullam. Shave your head in mourning for the children you love. Make yourselves as bold as vultures, because your children will be taken from you into exile. Micah chapter 2 How horrible it will be for those who invent trouble and work out plans for disaster while in bed. When the morning dawns, they carry out their plans because they are able to. They desire other people's fields, so they seize them. They desire people's houses, so they take them. They cheat a man and his family, a man and his inheritance. So this is what the Lord says. I'm planning a disaster to punish your family. You won't be able to rescue yourselves. You will no longer be able to walk proudly. This will be a time of disaster. When that day comes, people will make fun of you. They will sing this sad song about you. We are completely ruined. The Lord gives our people's possessions to others. He takes them from us. He divides our fields among our captors. That is why none of you in the Lord's assembly will draw lots to divide your property. Your prophets say, Don't prophesy. Don't prophesy such things. Disgrace will never overtake us. Should the descendants of Jacob be asked, Has the Spirit of the Lord become impatient with you? Has he done these things? Are his words good for those who live honestly? Recently, my people have turned into enemies. You take coats from those who pass by without a care as they return from war. You force the women among my people out of their pleasant homes, and take my glory away from their children forever. Get up and go away. This is not a place to rest. It will be destroyed, completely destroyed, because it offends me. Liars and frauds may go around and say, We will preach to you about wine and liquor. They would be just the type of preacher you want. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together the few people left in Israel. I will gather them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. They will make a lot of noise, because there will be so many people. The Lord will open the way and lead them. They will break out, go through the gate and leave. Their king will travel in front of them. The Lord will lead the people. Micah chapter 3. Then I said, Listen, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of the nation of Israel, you should know justice. You hate good and love evil. You strip the skin off my people and the flesh off their bones. You eat my people's flesh. You strip off their skin. You break their bones to pieces. You chop them up like meat for a pot, like stew meat for a kettle. Then you will cry to the Lord, but he will not answer you. He will hide his face from you at that time, because you have done evil things. This is what the Lord says about the prophets who mislead my people. When they have something to eat, they say, All is well. But they declare a holy war against those who don't feed them. That is why you will have nights without visions. You will have darkness without revelations. The sun will set on the prophets, and the day will turn dark for them. Seers will be put to shame. Those who practice witchcraft will be disgraced. All of them will cover their faces because God won't answer them. But I am filled with the power of the Lord's Spirit, with justice and with strength. So I will tell the descendants of Jacob about their crimes and the nation of Israel about its sins. 
Listen to this, you leaders of the descendants of Jacob, you rulers of the nation of Israel. You despise justice and pervert everything that is right. You build Zion on bloodshed and Jerusalem on wickedness. Your leaders exchange justice for bribes. Your priests teach for a price. Your prophets tell the future for money. But they rely on the Lord when they say, After all, the Lord is with us. Nothing bad will happen to us. Because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field, Jerusalem will become a pile of rubble, and the temple mountain will become a worship site covered with trees. Micah chapter 4 In the last days the mountain of the Lord's house will be established as the highest of the mountains and raised above the hills. People will stream to it. Then many nations will come and say, Let's go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways so that we may live by them. The teachings will go out from Zion. The word of the Lord will go out from Jerusalem. Then He will judge disputes between many people and settle arguments between many nations far and wide. They will hammer their swords into plow blades and their spears into pruning shears. Nations will never fight against each other, and they will never train for war again. They will sit under their grapevines and their fig trees, and no one will make them afraid. The Lord of armies has spoken. All the nations live by the names of their gods, but we will live by the name of the Lord our God forever. When that day comes, declares the Lord, I will gather those who are lame, I will bring together those who are scattered, and those whom I have injured. I will change those who are lame into a faithful people. I will change those who are forced away into a strong nation. The Lord will rule them on Mount Zion now and forever. You, Jerusalem, watchtower of the flock, stronghold of the people of Zion, your former government will come back to you. The kingdom will return to the people of Jerusalem. Now why are you crying so loudly? Don't you have a king? Has your counselor died? Pain grips you like a woman in labor. Daughter of Zion, writhe in pain and groan like a woman in labor. Now you will leave the city, live in the open fields, and go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will reclaim you from your enemies. But now many nations gather against you. They say, Let's dishonor Zion and gloat over it. They don't know the thoughts of the Lord or understand His plan. He will bring them together like cut grain on the threshing floor. Get up and thresh, people of Zion. I will make your horns as hard as iron and your hoofs as hard as bronze. You will smash many nations into small pieces. You will claim their loot for the Lord, their wealth for the Lord of the whole earth. Micah chapter 5. Now gather your troops, you city of troops. We are under attack. Enemies will strike the judge of Israel on the cheek with a stick. You Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are too small to be included among Judah's cities. Yet from you Israel's future ruler will come for me. His origins go back to the distant past, to days long ago. That is why the Lord will abandon Israel until the time a mother has a child. Then the rest of the Lord's people will return to the people of Israel. The child will become the shepherd of his flock. He will lead them with the strength of the Lord, with the majestic name of the Lord his God. They will live in safety, because his greatness will reach the ends of the earth. This man will be their peace. When the Assyrians invade our land and trample our palaces, we will attack them with seven shepherds and eight leaders. 
They will rule Assyria with their swords, and the country of Nimrod with drawn swords. They will rescue us from the Assyrians when they come into our land and walk within our territory. Then the few people left from Jacob will be among many people like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass. They do not put their hope in humans or wait for mortals. The few people left from Jacob will be among the nations, among many people. They will be like a lion among animals in the forest, like a young lion among flocks of sheep. When a lion hunts, it tramples its victims and tears them to pieces, and there is no one to rescue them. You will use your power against your opponents, and all your enemies will be destroyed. When that day comes, declares the Lord, I will destroy your horses and demolish your chariots. I will destroy the cities in your land and tear down all your fortresses. I will destroy your sorcerers, and you will have no more fortune-tellers. I will destroy your idols and your sacred monuments. You will no longer worship what your hands have made. I will pull out your poles dedicated to the goddess Asherah. I will wipe out your cities. I will take revenge with great anger on the nations that do not obey me. Micah chapter 6. Now listen to what the Lord is saying. Stand up, plead your case in front of the mountains, and let the hills listen to your request. Listen to the Lord's lawsuit, you mountains. Listen, you strong foundations of the earth. The Lord has filed a lawsuit against His people. He is arguing His case against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I tried your patience? Answer me. I brought you out of Egypt and freed you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead you. My people, remember what King Balak of Moab planned to do to you, and how Balaam, son of Beor, responded to him. Remember your journey from Shittim to Gilgal, so that you may know the victories of the Lord. What should I bring when I come into the Lord's presence? When I bow in front of the God of heaven? Should I bring him year-old calves as burnt offerings? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with endless streams of olive oil? Should I give him my firstborn child because of my rebellious acts? Should I give him my young child for my sin? You mortals, the Lord has told you what is good. This is what the Lord requires from you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to live humbly with your God. The voice of the Lord calls out to the city, The fear of your name is wisdom. Listen, you tribe assembled in the city, I have cursed all the wicked people who use their money for evil and use inaccurate weights and measures. I cannot tolerate dishonest scales and bags filled with inaccurate weights. The rich people in the city are violent. Those who live in the city speak lies and their tongues speak deceitfully. I have begun to strike you with heavy blows and to ruin you because of your sins. You will eat, but you won't be full. So you will always be hungry. You will put things away, but you won't save them. Anything you save, I will destroy. You will plant, but you won't harvest. You will crush olives, but you won't rub the oil on your skin. You will make new wine, but you won't drink it. You have kept Omri's laws and all the practices of the descendants of Ahab, and you have followed their advice. That is why I will ruin you. Your people will be ridiculed. You will bear the disgrace of my people. Micah chapter 7. Poor me, I am like those gathering summer fruit, like those picking grapes. But there aren't any grapes to eat or any ripened figs that I crave. 
Faithful people are gone from the earth, and no one is decent. All people lie in ambush to commit murder. They trap each other with nets. Their hands are skilled in doing evil. Officials ask for gifts. Judges accept bribes. Powerful people dictate what they want. So they scheme together. The best of them is like a briar. The most decent person is sharper than thorn bushes. The day you thought you would be punished has come. Now is the time you will be confused. Don't trust your neighbors. Don't have confidence in your friends. Keep your mouth shut even when a woman is lying in your arms. A son treats his father with contempt. A daughter rebels against her mother. A daughter-in-law rebels against her mother-in-law. People's enemies are the members of their own families. I will look to the Lord. I will wait for God to save me. I will wait for my God to listen to me. Don't laugh at me, my enemies. Although I've fallen, I will get up. Although I sit in the dark, the Lord is my light. I have sinned against the Lord, so I will endure His fury until He takes up my cause and wins my case. He will bring me into the light, and I will see His victory. Then my enemies will see this, and they will be covered with shame, because they asked me, Where is the Lord your God? Now I look at them. They are trampled like mud in the streets. The day for rebuilding your walls and extending your borders is coming. When that day comes, your people will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt, from Egypt to the Euphrates River, from sea to sea and from mountain to mountain. The earth will become a wasteland for those who live on it because of what the people living there have done. With your shepherd's staff, take care of your people, the sheep that belong to you. They live alone in the woods, in fertile pastures. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead like before. Let us see miracles like the time you came out of Egypt. Nations will see this and be ashamed in spite of all their strength. They will put their hands over their mouths. Their ears will become deaf. They will lick dust like snakes, like animals that crawl on the ground. They will come out of their hiding places trembling. They will turn away from your presence in fear, O Lord our God. They will be afraid of you. Who is a God like you? You forgive sin and overlook the rebellion of your faithful people. You will not be angry forever, because you would rather show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will overcome our wrongdoing. You will throw all our sins into the deep sea. You will be faithful to Jacob. You will have mercy on Abraham, as you swore by an oath to our ancestors long ago. Nahum chapter 1 this is a revelation from the Lord about Nineveh. This book contains the vision of Nahum from Elkosh. God does not tolerate rivals. The Lord takes revenge. The Lord takes revenge and is full of anger. The Lord takes revenge against his enemies and holds a grudge against his foes. The Lord is patient and has great strength. The Lord will never let the guilty go unpunished. Raging winds and storms mark his path, and clouds are the dust from his feet. He yells at the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The flowers of Lebanon wither. The mountains quake because of him. The hills melt. The earth draws back in his presence. The world and all who live in it draw back as well. Who can stand in the presence of his rage? Who can oppose his burning anger? He pours out his rage like fire and smashes the rocky cliffs. The Lord is good. He is a fortress in the day of trouble. He knows those who seek shelter in him. He will put an end to Nineveh with a devastating flood. He will pursue his enemies with darkness. What do you think about the Lord? 
He is the one who will bring Nineveh to an end. This trouble will never happen again. The people of Nineveh will be like tangled thorns and like people drunk on their own drink. They will be completely burned up like very dry straw. From you, Nineveh, a person who plans evil against the Lord sets out. His advice is wicked. This is what the Lord says. Though the people of Nineveh are physically fit and many in number, they will be cut down and die. Though I have humbled you, Judah, I will not humble you again. But now I will break Nineveh's yoke off of you and tear its chains from you. The Lord has given this command about you, Nineveh. You will no longer have descendants to carry on your name. I will remove the wooden and metal idols from the temple of your gods. I will prepare your grave because you are worthless. There on the mountains are the feet of a messenger who announces the good news. All is well. Celebrate your festivals, Judah. Keep your vows. This wickedness will never pass your way again. It will be completely removed. Nahum chapter 2. The one who will scatter you is coming to attack you. Guard your fortress. Keep a lookout on the road. Prepare for battle. Be very courageous. The Lord will restore Jacob's glory like Israel's glory, although enemies have looted it and have destroyed its vines. The shields of his warriors are painted red. His soldiers have red uniforms. The metal on his chariots flashes fiery red. So do the spears when they are waved on the day he prepares for battle. Chariots are racing madly through the streets, rushing this way and that in the city squares. They look like torches, like lightning, as they dart about. He remembers his best fighting men. They stumble over themselves as they march. They hurry to Nineveh's wall. The shield has been set up for the battering ram. The gates of the rivers are opened, and the palace melts away. The Lord has determined it will be stripped, it will be carried away, its young women will be mourning like doves as they beat their breasts. Nineveh was like a pool of water from its first day on, but now its people are fleeing. Stop! Stop! But no one turns around. Steal the silver, steal the gold. There is no end to what is stored here, everything a person could ever want. Nineveh is destroyed, deserted, demolished. Hearts are melting, knees are knocking, every stomach becomes upset, every face turns pale. Where is the lion's den, that feeding place for young lions? Where are the lion, the lioness, and the lion cub who moved about with no one to terrify them? The lion tore its prey to pieces to feed its cubs. It strangled the prey for its mates. It used to fill its caves with torn carcasses and its dens with torn flesh. I am against you, Nineveh, declares the Lord of armies. I will send your chariots up in smoke, and a sword will kill your young lions. I will remove your prey from the earth, and no one will ever hear the voice of your messengers again. Nahum chapter 3 How horrible it will be for that city of bloody violence! It is completely full of lies and stolen goods, never without victims. The sound of the whip, the sound of rattling wheels, horses gallop, Chariots bounce along, horses charge, swords flash, spears glitter, many are killed, dead bodies pile up, there is no end to the corpses. People trip over corpses because of Nineveh's constant prostitution, this very charming mistress of evil magic. She used to sell nations her prostitution and people her evil magic. I am against you, Nineveh, declares the Lord of armies. I will lift up your dress over your face. I will show nations your naked body and kingdoms your disgrace. 
I will throw filth on you. I will make you look like a fool. I will make you a sight to be seen. Everyone who sees you will run from you, saying, Nineveh has been violently destroyed. Who will feel sorry for her? Where can I find anyone to comfort you? Are you better than Noaman, which sits by the streams of the Nile with water surrounding her? The sea was her defense. The water was her wall. Sudan and Egypt were her endless strength. Put and the Libyans were her help. Even she went into captivity and was exiled. Even her little children were smashed to death at every street corner. Soldiers tossed dice for her important men, and all her best men were bound in chains. Even you, Nineveh, will stagger like a drunk. You will disappear. Even you will look for a fortress to escape from the enemy. All your defenses will be like fig trees with the earliest figs. When shaken, the figs fall into the mouth of the eater. Look at your soldiers. They are women. The gates of your country are wide open to your enemies. Fire has destroyed the bars of your gates. Store water for the siege. Strengthen your defenses. Step into the clay pits and trample the clay. Grab the brick mold. Fire will consume you there. A sword will cut you down. It will consume you like locusts. Multiply like locusts. Multiply like hungry locusts. You have produced more businessmen than there are stars in the sky. They are like locusts that attack and then fly away. Your officers are like locusts, and your scribes are like swarms of locusts that settle on the fences when it is cold. The sun rises, and they scatter in every direction. No one knows where they've gone. Your shepherds, king of Assyria, have fallen into a deep sleep. Your best fighting men are at rest. Your people are scattered on the mountains, and there is no one to gather them. There is no relief for your collapse. Your wound is fatal. All who hear the news about you will clap their hands. Who hasn't suffered from your endless evil? Habakkuk chapter 1 The divine revelation that the prophet Habakkuk saw. How long, O Lord, am I to cry for help? But you will not listen. I cry out to you, there's violence, yet you will not come to the rescue. Why do you make me see wrongdoing, and why do you watch wickedness? Destruction and violence are in front of me. Quarrels and disputes arise. That is why your teaching is numbed, and justice is never carried out. Wicked people surround righteous people, so that when justice is carried out, it's perverted. Look among the nations and watch. Be amazed and astonished. I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if it were reported to you. I'm going to send the Babylonians, that fierce and reckless nation. They will march throughout the earth to take possession of lands that don't belong to them. They will be terrifying and fearsome. They will carry out their own kind of justice and honor. Their horses will be faster than leopards and quicker than wolves in the evening. Their riders will gallop along proudly. Their riders will come from far away. They will fly like an eagle that swoops down for its prey. They will all come for violence. Every face will be directed forward. They will gather prisoners like sand. They will make fun of kings and treat rulers as a joke. They will laugh at every fortified city and build a dirt ramp to capture it. They will move quickly and pass through like the wind. So they will be guilty because their own strength is their God. Didn't you exist before time began, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We will not die. O Lord, you have appointed the Babylonians to bring judgment. O Rock, you have destined them to correct us. Your eyes are too pure to look at evil. You can't watch wickedness. Why do you keep watching treacherous people? 
Why are you silent when wicked people swallow those who are more righteous than they are? You make all people like the fish in the sea, like schools of sea life that have no ruler. The Babylonians pull them all up with fish hooks, drag them away in nets, and gather them in drag nets, so they rejoice and are happy. That is why they sacrifice to their nets and burn incense to their drag nets. They are rich and well-fed because of them. Will they keep on emptying their nets and always kill nations without mercy? Habakkuk chapter 2 I will stand at my guard post. I will station myself on the wall. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what answer I will get to my complaint. Then the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. The vision will still happen at the appointed time. It hurries toward its goal. It won't be a lie. If it's delayed, wait for it. It will certainly happen. It won't be late. Look at the proud person. He is not right in himself. But the righteous person will live because of his faithfulness. Also, because wine is treacherous, he is arrogant and never rests. He has a large appetite like the grave. He is like death, never satisfied. He gathers all the nations to himself. He collects all the people to himself. Won't all of them ridicule him, directing clever sayings and riddles at him like, How horrible it will be for the one who makes himself rich with what is not his own, and makes himself wealthy on loans. How long will this go on? Won't your creditors suddenly rise up, and those who are going to shake you wake up? Then you will become their prize. You have looted many nations. All the rest of the people will loot you because of the slaughter and violence done to lands, cities, and all their inhabitants. How horrible it will be for the one who uses violence to get things for his own household in order to set his nest up high and save himself from disaster. You have planned disgrace for your household by cutting off many people and forfeiting your own life. A stone in the wall will cry out. A beam in the roof will answer it. How horrible it will be for the one who builds a city by slaughter and founds a town by crime. Isn't it from the Lord of armies that people grow tired only to feed the flames, and nations exhaust themselves for nothing? But the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory, like the water covers the sea. How horrible it will be for the one who makes his neighbor drink from the bowl of God's rage, making him drunk in order to stare at his nakedness. You are filled with disgrace rather than glory. Drink. Yes, you, and expose yourself as godless. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and the destruction done to the animals will terrify you because of the slaughter and violence done to lands, cities, and all their inhabitants. What benefit is there in a carved idol when its maker has carved it? What benefit is there in a molded statue, a teacher of lies, when its maker has molded it? The one who formed it trusts himself to make worthless idols that cannot speak. How horrible it will be for the one who says to a piece of wood, Wake up, and to a stone that cannot talk, Get up. Can that thing teach anyone? Just look at it. It's covered with gold and silver, but there's absolutely no life in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. All the earth should be silent in his presence. Habakkuk chapter 3 A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk according to Shigioneth. Lord, I have heard the report about you. Lord, I fear your work. In the course of the years, renew it. In the course of the years, reveal it. In all this chaos, remember to be merciful. God comes from Teman. The Holy One comes from Mount Paran, Selah. 
His splendor covers the heavens, His praise fills the earth, His brightness is like the sunlight, rays of light stream from His hand. That is where His power is hidden. Diseases go ahead of Him, plagues follow after Him. He stands and shakes the earth. He casts a glance and startles the nations. The oldest mountains break apart, the ancient hills sink, the ancient paths belong to Him. I see trouble in the tents of Kushan. I see trembling in the tents of Midian. The Lord is not angry with the rivers, is He? If you are angry with the rivers, if you are furious with the sea, why do you ride your horses, your chariots of salvation? You get your bow ready for action, for the arrows you promised, Selah. You split the land with rivers, the mountains look at you, they writhe in pain. Flood waters pass by, the deep ocean roars, its waves rise up high. The sun and the moon stand still, they scatter at the light of your arrows, at the bright lightning of your spear. You march through the earth with fury, you trample the nations in anger, you go out to save your people, to save your anointed. You crush the leader of the wicked household, stripping him bare from head to toe. Selah. You pierce the leader of his gang with his own arrows. His soldiers come like a violent storm to scatter me. They are arrogant like those who secretly eat up the poor. You march with your horses into the sea, into the mighty raging waters. I have heard, so there's trembling within me. At the report my lips quivered. A rotten feeling has entered me. I tremble where I stand. I wait for the day of trouble to come to the people who will attack us. Even if the fig tree does not bloom and the vines have no grapes, even if the olive tree fails to produce and the fields yield no food, even if the sheep pen is empty and the stalls have no cattle, even then I will be happy with the Lord. I will truly find joy in God who saves me. The Lord Almighty is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer. He makes me walk on the mountains for the choir director on stringed instruments. Zephaniah chapter 1. This is the word that the Lord spoke to Zephaniah, who was the son of Cushi, the grandson of Gedaliah, and the great-grandson of Amariah, son of Hezekiah. The Lord spoke his word in the days of Judah's king Josiah, son of Ammon. I will gather everything on the face of the earth and put an end to it, declares the Lord. I will put an end to humans and animals. I will put an end to the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and the sins that make people fall together with the sinners. I will remove all people from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will use my power against Judah and against those who live in Jerusalem. I will remove the faithful few of Baal from this place and the names of the pagan priests along with my priests. I will remove those who worship all the stars in the sky on their rooftops, and those who worship by swearing loyalty to the Lord, while also swearing loyalty to the god Milcom. I will remove those who have turned away from following the Lord, and those who no longer seek the Lord or ask Him for help. Be silent in the presence of the Almighty Lord, because the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has invited His special guests. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials, the king's sons, and all who dress in foreign clothing. On that day I will punish all who jump over the doorway and all who fill their master's house with violence and deception. On that day a loud cry will come from Fishgate, a howling from the second part of the city, and a loud crashing sound from the hills, declares the Lord. Howl, inhabitants of the mortar! 
because all the merchants will be destroyed, and all who handle money will be killed. At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are satisfied with their hardened lifestyle, who think that the Lord won't do anything good or bad. Their wealth will be looted, their homes will be demolished, they will build houses, but they won't live in them, they will plant vineyards, but they won't drink their wine. The frightening day of the Lord is near. It is near and coming very quickly. Listen, warriors will cry out bitterly on the day of the Lord. That day will be a day of overflowing fury, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and overcast skies, a day of ram's horns and battle cries against the fortified cities and against the high corner towers. I will bring such distress on humans that they will walk like they are blind, because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust, and their intestines like manure. Their silver and their gold will not be able to rescue them on the day of the Lord's overflowing fury. The whole earth will be consumed by His fiery anger, because He will put an end, a frightening end, to those who live on earth. Zephaniah chapter 2. Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together, you shameless nation, before the decree is carried out and the day passes like wind-blown husks, before the Lord's burning anger comes to you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes to you. Search for the Lord, all you humble people in the land who carry out His justice. Search for what is right. Search for humility. Maybe you will find shelter on the day of the Lord's anger. Gaza will be deserted, and Ashkelon will be destroyed. Ashdod will be driven out at noon, and Ekron will be torn out by the roots. How horrible it will be for those who live on the sea coast, for the nation from Crete. The word of the Lord is against you, Canaan, the land of the Philistines. I will destroy you so that no one will be living there. The seacoast will become pasture land with meadows for shepherds and fenced-off places for sheep. The coast will belong to the faithful few from the nation of Judah. There they will graze their sheep. In the evening they will lie down in the houses of Ashkelon. The Lord their God will take care of them and will restore their fortunes. I have heard the insults from Moab and the mockery from Ammon. They insulted my people and bragged about their territory. Therefore I solemnly swear, as I live, declares the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, Moab will become like Sodom, and Ammon will become like Gomorrah, a place of weeds, salt pits, and ruins forever. The faithful few of my people will loot them, and those who are left in my nation will take possession of them. This is what they will get for their sinful pride, because they insulted the people who belong to the Lord of armies and made themselves greater than them. The Lord will terrify them, because he will make all the gods of the earth waste away. So every person from every coast and nation will bow to him. Even you, the people from Sudan, you will also die by my sword. The Lord will use his power against the north and destroy Assyria. He will turn Nineveh into a deserted ruin, a dried-up wasteland like the desert. Flocks will lie down in it, along with animals of every kind. Even pelicans and herons will nest on top of its columns. Listen! A bird will sing in a window. The doorway will be in ruins, because the Lord will expose the cedar beams. Is this the arrogant city? Is this the city that used to live securely? The city that used to think to itself, I'm the only one, and no one else exists but me? What a wasteland it is now, a resting place for wild animals. All who pass by it will hiss and make an obscene gesture. Zephaniah chapter 3
How horrible it will be for that rebellious and corrupt place, the city of violence. It obeys no one. It does not accept correction. It does not trust the Lord. It does not draw close to God. Its officials are like roaring lions. Its judges are like wolves in the evening. They leave nothing to gnaw on for the morning. Its prophets are reckless and unfaithful. Its priests contaminate what is holy. They violate the teachings. The righteous Lord is in that city. He does no wrong. He brings His judgment to light every morning. He does not fail. But those who are perverted are shameless. I will cut off the nations. Their towers will be destroyed. I will demolish their streets. No one will walk through them. Their cities will be completely destroyed. Not a single person will be left. No one will be living there. I said to my people, You will fear me. You will accept correction. Then their homeland would not be wiped out, even though I have punished them. Still, they continued to be corrupt in everything they did. The Lord declares, Just wait. One day I will stand up as a witness. I have decided to gather nations to bring kingdoms together and to pour my rage, my burning anger on them. The whole land will be consumed by my fiery fury. Then I will give all people pure lips to worship the Lord and to serve Him with one purpose. From beyond the rivers of Sudan, my worshippers, my scattered people, will bring my offering. On that day you will no longer be ashamed of all your rebellious acts against me. Then I will remove your arrogance, and never again will you act proud on my holy mountain. So with you I will leave a faithful few, a humble and poor people. They will seek refuge in the name of the Lord. The faithful few in Israel will not do wrong, tell lies, or use their tongues to deceive others. They will graze their sheep and lie down, and there will be no one to terrify them. Sing happily, people of Zion. Shout loudly, Israel. Celebrate and rejoice with all your heart, people of Jerusalem. The Lord has reversed the judgments against you. He has forced out your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is with you. You will never fear disaster again. On that day Jerusalem will be told, Do not be afraid, Zion. Do not lose courage. The Lord your God is with you. He is a hero who saves you. He happily rejoices over you, renews you with His love, and celebrates over you with shouts of joy. I will gather those among you who are troubled because of the festivals. They bear a burden of disgrace. At that time I will deal with all who have overpowered you. I will rescue those who are lame. I will gather those who have been scattered. I will make them praised and famous in all the world, though they had been ashamed. At that time I will bring you home. Yes, at that time I will gather you together. I will make you famous and praised among all the people of the earth when I restore your fortunes right before your eyes, says the Lord. Haggai chapter 1 On the first day of the sixth month, in Darius's second year as king, the Lord spoke his word through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, who was the son of Shealtiel and was governor of Judah, and to the chief priest Joshua, who was the son of Jehozadak. He said, this is what the Lord of armies says. These people say it's not the right time to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord spoke His word through the prophet Haggai. He said, Is it time for you to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now, this is what the Lord of armies says. Carefully consider your ways. You planted a lot, but you harvested little. You eat, but you're never full. You drink, but you're still thirsty. You wear clothing, but you never have enough to keep you warm. 
You spend money as fast as you earn it. This is what the Lord of armies says, Carefully consider your ways. Go to the mountains, get lumber, and build the house. I will be pleased with it, and I will be honored, declares the Lord. You expected a lot, but you received a little. When you bring something home, I blow it away. Why? declares the Lord of armies. It's because my house lies in ruins while each of you is busy working on your own house. It is because of you that the sky has withheld its dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. I called for a drought on the land, the hills, and on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and whatever the ground produces, on humans and animals, and on all your hard work. Then Zerubbabel, who was the son of Shealtiel, the chief priest Joshua, who was the son of Jehozadak, and the faithful few who returned from Babylon, obeyed the Lord their God. They also obeyed the words of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and because the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, who had received the Lord's message, said to the people, I am with you, declares the Lord. The Lord inspired them to rebuild his house. So Zerubbabel, who was the son of Shealtiel and was governor of Judah, the chief priest Joshua, who was the son of Jehozadak, and the faithful few who returned from Babylon began working on the house of the Lord of armies their God. They began on the twenty-fourth day of the sixth month in Darius's second year as king. Haggai, chapter 2. On the twenty-first day of the seventh month, the Lord spoke his word through the prophet Haggai. He said, Now speak to Zerubbabel, who is the son of Shealtiel and is governor of Judah, the chief priest Joshua, who is the son of Jehozadak, and the faithful few who returned from Babylon. Ask them, Is there anyone among the faithful few who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Doesn't it seem like nothing to you? But now, Zerubbabel, be strong, declares the Lord. Chief priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, be strong. Everyone in the land, be strong, declares the Lord. Work, because I am with you, declares the Lord of armies. This is the promise I made to you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains with you. Don't be afraid. This is what the Lord of armies says. Once again, in a little while, I am going to shake the sky and the earth, the sea and the dry land, I will shake all the nations, and the one whom all the nations desire will come. Then I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of armies. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of armies. This new house will be more glorious than the former, declares the Lord of armies, and in this place I will give them peace, declares the Lord of armies. On the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month in Darius's second year as king, the Lord spoke his word to the prophet Haggai. He said, this is what the Lord of armies says. Ask the priests for a decision. Suppose a person carries meat set aside for a holy purpose, and he folds it up in his clothes. If his clothes touch bread, boiled food, wine, oil, or any kind of food, does that make the food holy? The priest answered, No. Haggai answered, Suppose a person becomes unclean by touching a corpse. If he touches any of these things, does that make them unclean? The priest answered, That makes them unclean. Then Haggai answered, In the same way I have decided that these people are unclean, and so is this nation, declares the Lord. So is everything they do. Whatever offering they bring is unclean. And from now on carefully consider this. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the temple of the Lord. When anyone came to a pile of grain to get twenty measures, there would be only ten. And when anyone came to a wine vat to draw out fifty measures, 
there would be only twenty in it. I infested all your work with blight and mildew and struck it with hail. But you didn't come back to me, declares the Lord. Carefully consider from now on, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, from the day when the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Carefully consider. Is there any seed left in the barn? The vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree still haven't produced. But from now on, I will bless you. The Lord spoke his word to Haggai a second time on the twenty-fourth day of the month. He said, Say to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow the thrones of kingdoms and destroy the power of nations. I will overthrow chariots and their riders, and the horses will fall along with their riders. They will kill one another with swords. On that day, declares the Lord of armies, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord. I will make you like a signet ring, because I have chosen you, declares the Lord of armies. Zechariah chapter 1. In the eighth month of Darius's second year as king, the Lord spoke his word to the prophet Zechariah, who was the son of Berechiah and the grandson of Edo. He said, The Lord was very angry with your ancestors. Tell the people, This is what the Lord of armies says. Return to me, declares the Lord of armies, and I will return to you, says the Lord of armies. Don't be like your ancestors, who heard the earlier prophets preach to them. This is what the Lord of armies says. Turn from your evil ways and your evil deeds. But they didn't listen or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. Your ancestors, where are they now? And the prophets, are they still alive? Didn't my warnings and my laws, which I have commanded my servants, the prophets, to preach, finally catch up with your ancestors? Then your ancestors turned away from their sins and said, The Lord of armies has done to us what he had planned to do. He has dealt with us as our ways and deeds deserve. On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, the month of Shibbat, in Darius's second year as king, the Lord spoke his word to the prophet Zechariah, who was the son of Berechiah and the grandson of Edo. During that night I saw a man riding on a red horse. He was standing among the myrtle trees in a ravine. Behind him were red, chestnut, and white horses. What do these horses mean, sir? I asked. The angel who was speaking with me answered, I will show you what they mean. The man standing among the myrtle trees explained, They're the horses the Lord has sent to patrol the earth. Then they reported to the messenger of the Lord standing among the myrtle trees, We have patrolled the earth, the whole world is at rest and in peace. Then the messenger of the Lord said, Lord of armies, how much longer until you show compassion to Jerusalem and the cities of Judah? You've been angry with them for seventy years. The Lord responded to the angel who was speaking with me, using kind and comforting words. The angel who was speaking with me said, Announce, this is what the Lord of armies says. I'm very jealous about Jerusalem and Zion, and I'm very angry with the nations who think they are at ease. I was only a little angry, but they made things worse. This is what the Lord of armies says. I have returned to Jerusalem with compassion. My house will be rebuilt in it, declares the Lord of armies. A measuring line will be used to rebuild Jerusalem. Announce again, this is what the Lord of armies says. My cities will overflow with prosperity once more. The Lord will again comfort Zion, and will again choose Jerusalem. I looked up and saw four animal horns, so I asked the angel who was speaking with me, What do these horns mean? He said to me, 
These are the horns of the nations that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. I asked, What are they going to do? He answered, Those horns scattered Judah so widely that no one could lift up his head. But the craftsmen have come to terrify them, to throw down the horns of the nations. The nations raised their horns to scatter the land of Judah. Zechariah chapter 2 I looked up and saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. I asked him, Where are you going? He answered, I am going to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was speaking with me left. Another angel came out to meet him and said to him, Run, and say to that young man, Jerusalem will be inhabited like an unwalled village, because it will have so many people and animals in it. I will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord. I will be the glory within it. Hurry, hurry, flee from the land of the north, declares the Lord. I have scattered you to the four winds of heaven. Hurry, Zion, escape, you inhabitants of Babylon. This is what the Lord of armies says. Afterwards, the glory sent me to the nations who looted you. Whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. I'm going to shake my fist at the nations, and their own slaves will loot them. Then you will know that the Lord of armies has sent me. Sing for joy and rejoice, people of Zion. I'm going to come and live among you, declares the Lord. On that day many nations will join the Lord and become my people. I will live among you. Then you will know that the Lord of armies has sent me to you. The Lord will claim Judah as his own in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Everyone be silent in the presence of the Lord. He is waking up and setting out from his holy dwelling place. Zechariah chapter 3 Then he showed me Joshua the chief priest standing in front of the messenger of the Lord. Satan the accuser was standing at Joshua's right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, silence you, Satan. I, the Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, silence you. Isn't this man like a burning log snatched from a fire? Joshua was wearing filthy clothes and was standing in front of the messenger. The messenger said to those who were standing in front of him, Remove Joshua's filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken your sin away from you, and I will dress you in fine clothing. So I said, Put a clean turban on his head. They put a clean turban on his head and dressed him while the messenger of the Lord was standing there. The messenger of the Lord advised Joshua, This is what the Lord of armies says, If you live according to my ways and follow my requirements, you will govern my temple and watch over my courtyards. Then I will give you free access to walk among those standing here. Listen, chief priest Joshua, and your friends sitting with you. These men are a sign of things to come. I'm going to bring my servant, the branch. Look at the stone I have set in front of Joshua. That one stone has seven eyes. I am engraving an inscription on it, declares the Lord of armies. I will remove this land's sin in a single day. On that day, declares the Lord of armies, each of you will invite your neighbor to sit under your vine and fig tree. Zechariah chapter 4 the angel who was speaking with me returned and woke me up, as one might wake up someone who is sleeping. He asked me, What do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl on top and seven lamps on it. There are seven spouts for each lamp that is on top of it. There are also two olive trees beside it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who was speaking with me, What do these things mean, sir? Then the angel asked me, don't you know what they mean? 
No, sir, I answered. Then he replied, This is the word the Lord spoke to Zerubbabel. You won't succeed by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. What a high mountain you are! In front of Zerubbabel you will become a plain. He will bring out the topmost stone with shouts of blessings, blessings on it. Then the Lord spoke his word to me. He said, Zerubbabel's hands have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of armies has sent me to you. Who despised the day when little things began to happen? They will be delighted when they see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. These seven eyes of the Lord roam over all the earth. I asked the angel, What do these two olive trees at the right and the left of the lampstand mean? Again I asked him, What is the meaning of the two branches from the olive trees next to the two golden pipes that are pouring out gold? He asked me, Don't you know what these things mean? No, sir, I answered. So, he said, These are the two anointed ones who are standing beside the Lord of the whole earth. Zechariah chapter 5 I looked up again and saw a flying scroll. The angel asked me, What do you see? I see a flying scroll, I answered. It's thirty feet long and fifteen feet wide. Then he said to me, This is a curse that will go out all over the earth. The one side of the scroll says that every thief will be forced away. The other side of the scroll says that everyone who takes an oath will be forced away. I will send out a curse, declares the Lord of armies, and it will enter the houses of thieves and the houses of those who take oaths in my name. It will stay in their houses and destroy the timber and stone. The angel who was speaking with me came forward. He said, Look up and see what's coming. What is it? I asked. A basket is coming, he said. Then he added, This is what the people's sins look like all over the earth. A lead cover on the basket was raised, and a woman was sitting in the basket. The angel said, This is wickedness, and he pushed her back into the basket and forced the lead cover down on top of it. I looked up and saw two women coming forward with wind in their wings. They had wings like those of a stork. They carried the basket into the sky. I asked the angel who was speaking with me, Where are they taking the basket? He answered me, They are going to build a house for it in Shinar, Babylonia. When the house is ready, they will set the basket there on a stand. Zechariah chapter 6 I looked up again and saw four chariots going out from between the two mountains. They were mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second had black horses, the third had white horses, and the fourth had strong spotted horses. I asked the angel who was speaking with me, What do these horses mean, sir? The angel answered, They are the four spirits of heaven. They are going out after standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The chariot with the black horses is going toward the north, and the white horses are following them. The spotted ones are going toward the south. When these strong horses went out, they were eager to patrol the earth. He said, Go patrol the earth, and they patrolled the earth. Then he called out to me, Look, those who went to the north have made my spirit rest in the north. The Lord spoke his word to me. He said, Take an offering from the exiles Heldai, Tobijah, and Jedeiah, who have arrived from Babylon. This same day go to the house of Josiah, son of Zephaniah, take the silver and gold, make a crown, and put it on the head of chief priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Then say to him, This is what the Lord of armies says, Here is the man whose name is Branch. He will branch out from where he is, and he will rebuild the Lord's temple. He will rebuild the Lord's temple and receive royal honor. 
He will sit and rule from his throne. He will be a priest on his throne. There will be a peaceful understanding between them. The crown will be a reminder to Helim, Tobijah, Jediah, and Hen, son of Zephaniah, in the Lord's temple. Those who are far away will come and rebuild the Lord's temple. Then you will know the Lord of armies has sent me to you. This will happen if you obey the Lord your God completely. Zechariah chapter 7 On the fourth day of the ninth month, the month of Chislev, in Darius's fourth year as king, the Lord spoke his word to Zechariah. Now the people from Bethel sent Sherezer and Regimelech with their men to ask the Lord for a blessing. They asked the priests from the house of the Lord of armies as well as the prophets, Should we mourn and fast in the fifth month as we have done for so many years? Then the Lord of armies spoke his word to me. He said, Tell all the people of the land and the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month these past seventy years, did you really do it for me? When you ate and drank, didn't you do it to benefit yourselves? Aren't these the same words that the Lord announced through the earlier prophets, when Jerusalem and its surrounding cities were inhabited and undisturbed, and the Negev and the foothills were still inhabited? Then the Lord spoke his word to Zechariah. He said, This is what the Lord of armies says. Administer real justice, and be compassionate and kind to each other. Don't oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and poor people, and don't even think of doing evil to each other. But people refused to pay attention. They shrugged their shoulders at me and shut their ears so that they couldn't hear. They made their hearts as hard as flint so that they couldn't hear the Lord's teachings, the words that the Lord of armies had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord of armies became very angry. When I called, they wouldn't listen. So now when they call, I won't listen, says the Lord of armies. I used a windstorm to scatter them among all the nations, nations they hadn't even heard of. They left behind a land so ruined that no one is able to travel through it. They have turned a pleasant land into a wasteland. Zechariah chapter 8 The Lord of armies spoke his word. This is what the Lord of armies says. I am very jealous about Zion. I am fiercely possessive of it. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and live in Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be called the city of truth. The mountain of the Lord of armies will be called the holy mountain. This is what the Lord of armies says. Old men and old women will again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. Each will have a cane in hand because of old age. The city will be filled with boys and girls playing in the streets. This is what the Lord of armies says. It may seem impossible to the few remaining people in those days, but will it seem impossible to me, declares the Lord of armies. This is what the Lord of armies says. I'm going to save my people from the land where the sun rises and from the land where the sun sets. I will bring them back, and they will live in Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I will be their God, who is faithful and just. This is what the Lord of armies says. Be strong so that the temple might be rebuilt. You people who are presently listening to the words from the mouths of the prophets who spoke when the foundation for the house of the Lord of armies was laid. Before that time there was no money to hire any person or animal. No one who traveled was safe from the enemy. I turned every person against his neighbor. But now I won't deal with the few remaining people as I did in earlier times, declares the Lord of armies. Seeds will thrive in peacetime. Vines will produce their grapes. The land will yield its crops. The sky will produce its dew. I will give the few remaining people all these things as an inheritance. Just as you... 
people of Judah and people of Israel, have been a curse among the nations, so I will now save you, and you will become a blessing. Don't be afraid. Let your hands work hard. This is what the Lord of armies says. When your ancestors made me angry, I made plans to destroy you, declares the Lord of armies, and I didn't change my plans. So now I have again made plans, but this time to do good to Jerusalem and the people of Judah. Don't be afraid. You must do these things. Speak the truth to each other. Give correct and fair verdicts for peace in your courts. Don't even think of doing evil to each other. Don't enjoy false testimony. I hate all these things, declares the Lord. The Lord of armies spoke his word to me again. This is what the Lord of armies says. The fast in the fourth month, the fast in the fifth month, the fast in the seventh month, and the fast in the tenth month, will become joyful and glad occasions, as well as happy festivals for the nation of Judah. So love, truth, and peace. This is what the Lord of Armies says. People and citizens from many cities are going to come. The citizens of one city will come to another city, saying, Let's make a habit of going to ask the Lord for a blessing and to seek the Lord of Armies. I'm also going. Many people and powerful nations will come to seek the Lord of Armies in Jerusalem and to ask the Lord for a blessing. This is what the Lord of Armies says. In those days ten people from every language found among the nations will take hold of the clothes of a Jew. They will say, Let us go with you, because we have heard that God is with you. Zechariah chapter 9. This is the divine revelation. The word of the Lord is against the land of Hadrach, and will rest on Damascus, and also Hamath, which borders on it. And Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise, the eyes of humanity and of all the tribes of Israel are on the Lord. Tyre built itself a fortress. It piled up silver like dust and gold like mud in the streets. The Lord will take away its possessions. He will throw its wealth into the sea and burn the city down. Ashkelon will see this and be afraid. Gaza will also be in great pain. Also Ekron, because its hope will fade. Gaza will lose its king. Ashkelon will no longer be lived in. A mixed race will live in Ashdod, and I will cut off the Philistines' arrogance. I will remove the blood from their mouths and the disgusting things from between their teeth. Then only a few of them will be left for our God, like a tribe in Judah, and Ekron will be like a Jebusite. I will camp in front of my house as a guard against those who come and go. No oppressors will pass through them, because I have seen it with my own eyes." Rejoice with all your heart, people of Zion. Shout in triumph, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. He is humble and rides on a donkey, on a colt, a young pack animal. He will make sure there are no chariots in Ephraim or war horses in Jerusalem. There will be no battle bows. He will announce peace to the nations. He will rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. I will set your captives free from the waterless pit because of the blood that sealed my promise to you. Return to your fortress, you captives who have hope. Today I tell you that I will return to you double blessings. I will bend Judah as my bow and draw my bow with Ephraim as its arrow. I will stir up your people Zion against your people Greece, and I will use you like a warrior's sword. The Lord will appear over them, and his arrow will go out like lightning. The Almighty Lord will blow the ram's horn and will march in the storms from the south. The Lord of armies will defend them. They will destroy and trample the stones used in slings. 
They will drink and shout as if they were drunk. They will be filled like a sacrificial bowl used for sprinkling the corners of the altar. On that day the Lord their God will rescue them as the flock of his people. They will certainly sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. They will be beautiful and lovely. Young men will prosper on grain, and young women will prosper on new wine. Zechariah chapter 10 Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. The Lord makes thunderstorms. He gives everyone rain showers for the plants in the field. The idols speak lies. The fortune-tellers see false visions. They speak about false dreams. They give useless comfort. That is why people wander around like sheep. They are troubled because there is no shepherd. My burning anger is directed against the shepherds. I will punish the male goats. The Lord of armies takes care of his flock, the people of Judah. He makes them like his splendid war horse. From them will come a cornerstone, from them a tent peg, from them a battle bow, from them every leader. Together they will be like warriors who trample the enemy in the mud on the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them. They will put to shame those who ride on horses. I will strengthen the people of Judah. I will rescue Joseph's people. I will bring them back because I have compassion for them. It will be as though I had never rejected them because I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. The people of Ephraim will be like mighty warriors. Their hearts will be glad as if they had some wine to drink. Their sons will see it and be glad. Their hearts will find joy in the Lord. I will signal them with a whistle and gather them because I have reclaimed them. They will be as numerous as they have ever been. Although I have scattered them among the nations, they will remember me even in faraway places. They will live with their children and then return. I will bring them back from Egypt. I will gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to Gilead and to Lebanon, and there won't be enough room for them. The Lord will pass through a sea of distress, strike the waves in the sea, and dry up all the deep places of the Nile River. The pride of Assyria will be humiliated, and the scepter of Egypt will depart. I will strengthen them in the Lord. They will live in His name, declares the Lord. Zechariah chapter 11 Open your doors, Lebanon, so that fire will be able to burn down your cedars. Cry, cypress trees, because the cedars have fallen and the stately trees have been destroyed. Cry, oak trees of Bashan, because your dense forest has fallen down. Listen, the shepherds are crying because their rich pastures are destroyed. Listen, the young lions are roaring because the lush banks of the Jordan are destroyed. This is what the Lord my God says. Take care of the sheep that are about to be slaughtered. Those who buy them will kill them and go unpunished. Those who sell them will say, Praise the Lord, I've become rich. Even their own shepherds will have no pity on them. The Lord declares, I will no longer have pity on those who live in the land. I am going to hand the people over to their neighbors and their king, who will crush the land, and I won't rescue any of them from their power. So I became the shepherd of the sheep that were to be slaughtered, and also of the oppressed sheep. I took two shepherds' staffs, and named one favor, and the other unity. And I took care of the sheep. I got rid of three shepherds in one month. I became impatient with the sheep, and they also became disgusted with me. So I said, I won't be your shepherd. Let those that are dying die. Let those that are missing stay missing, and let those that are left devour each other. Then I took my staff called favor and broke it in pieces, to break the promise that I had made to all the nations. 
So it was broken on that day, and the oppressed among the sheep who were watching me realized that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, If it's all right with you, pay me my wages, but if it's not, don't. And they paid me my wages, thirty pieces of silver. The Lord told me, Give it to the potter. So I took the thirty pieces of silver. Such a magnificent price was set by them. I gave the pieces of silver to the potter at the house of the Lord. Then I broke my second staff, called Unity, in pieces, to break off the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Then the Lord said to me, Use the equipment of a foolish shepherd again. I am about to place a shepherd in the land. He will not take care of those that are dying. He will not search for the young. He will not heal those that have broken their legs, or support those that can still stand. But he will eat the meat of the fat animals and tear off their hoofs. How horrible it will be for the foolish shepherd who abandoned the sheep. A sword will strike his arm and his right eye. His arm will be completely withered. His right eye will be completely blind. Zechariah chapter 12. This is the prophetic revelation, the word of the Lord about Israel. The Lord, who spread out the heavens, laid the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit in a person, says, I'm going to make Jerusalem like a cup of wine that makes all the surrounding people stagger. They will attack Judah along with Jerusalem. On that day I will make Jerusalem a stone too heavy for all the nations to lift. All who try to lift it will be severely injured. All the nations in the world will gather to fight against Jerusalem. The Lord declares, On that day I will strike every horse with panic and every rider with madness. I will watch over the people of Judah, but I will strike all the horses of the nations blind. Then the leaders of Judah will think to themselves, The people who live in Jerusalem are strong because of the Lord of armies, their God. On that day I will make the leaders of Judah like a fire on a pile of wood, and like a burning torch among freshly cut straw. They will burn up all the surrounding nations to the right and to the left, but the people of Jerusalem will remain safe in Jerusalem. The Lord will save Judah's tents first, so that the honor of David's family and the honor of those who live in Jerusalem will not be greater than the honor of Judah. On that day the Lord will defend those who live in Jerusalem, so that even those who stumble will be like David, and David's family will be like God, like the messenger of the Lord ahead of them. On that day I will seek to destroy all the nations who attack Jerusalem. I will pour out the spirit of blessing and mercy on David's family and on those who live in Jerusalem. They will look at me, whom they have stabbed. Then they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will cry bitterly for him as one cries for a firstborn son. On that day the mourning in Jerusalem will be as intense as the mourning at Hadad Rimon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn each family by itself the family of David by itself, and the wives by themselves, the family of Nathan by itself, and the wives by themselves, the family of Levi by itself, and the wives by themselves, the family of Shimei by itself, and the wives by themselves. All the families that are left will mourn, each by itself, and the wives by themselves. Zechariah chapter 13. The Lord declares, On that day a fountain will be opened for David's family and for those who live in Jerusalem to wash away their sin and stain. On that day, declares the Lord of armies, I will wipe away the names of the idols from the land. They will no longer be remembered. I will also remove the false prophets and the unclean spirit from the land. If a man still prophesies, his father and his mother who gave birth to him will say, 
You don't deserve to live because you speak lies in the name of the Lord. Then his father and his mother, who gave birth to him, will stab him when he prophesies. On that day every prophet will be ashamed of his vision when he prophesies. He won't deceive people by dressing like a prophet in a coat made of hair. He will say, I am not a prophet, I am a farmer. I've owned this land since I was a child. When someone asks him, What are these scars on your chest? He will answer, I was hurt at my friend's house. Arise, sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my friend, declares the Lord of armies. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones. The Lord declares, Throughout the land two-thirds will be cut off and die, yet one-third will be left in it. I will bring this third of the people through the fire. I will refine them as silver is refined. I will test them as gold is tested. They will call on me, and I will answer them. I will say, They are my people. They will reply, The Lord is our God. Zechariah chapter 14 A day is going to come for the Lord when the loot you have taken will be divided among you. I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem for battle. The city will be captured, the houses looted, and the women raped. Half of the people in the city will go into exile, but the rest of the people won't be taken from the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he does when he fights a battle. On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives just east of Jerusalem. The Mount of Olives will be split in two, forming a very large valley from east to west. Half of the mountain will move toward the north, and the other half will move toward the south. Then you will flee to the valley of my mountains, because this valley between the mountains will go as far as Azel. You will flee as you did from the earthquake at the time of King Uzziah of Judah. The Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones will be with him. On that day there will be neither heat nor freezing cold. There will be one day, a day known to the Lord, with no difference between day and night. It will be light even in the evening. On that day living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it to the Dead Sea and the other half to the Mediterranean Sea. It will continue in summer and in winter. The Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day the Lord will be the only Lord, and his name the only name. The whole earth will become like the plains from Geba to Ramon, south of Jerusalem. Jerusalem will rise and remain on its site, from Benjamin Gate to the place of First Gate, Corner Gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. People will live there, and it will never be threatened with destruction. Jerusalem will live securely. This will be the plague the Lord will use to strike all the people from the nations that have gone to war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day a large-scale panic from the Lord will spread among them. One person will grab the hand of another, and one will attack the other. Judah will also fight in Jerusalem. The wealth of all the surrounding nations will be collected. A very large amount of gold, silver, and clothes. A similar plague will also affect horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all other animals in those camps. Everyone who is left from all the nations that attack Jerusalem will come every year to worship the king, the lord of armies, and to celebrate the festival of booths. If any of the families on the earth won't go to Jerusalem to worship the king, the lord of armies, then rain won't fall on them. If the people of Egypt won't go or enter Jerusalem, then rain won't fall on them. The plague the Lord uses to strike the nations will affect those who won't come to celebrate the festival of booths. This will be the punishment for Egypt's sin and for the sin of all the nations that won't go to celebrate the festival of booths. On that day, 
holy to the Lord, will be written on the bells of the horses, and the cooking pots in the house of the Lord will be like the bowls in front of the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah will be holy to the Lord of armies. All who come to sacrifice will take some of them and cook in them. On that day there will no longer be any Canaanite in the house of the Lord of armies. Malachi chapter 1 This is a divine revelation. The Lord spoke His word to Israel through Malachi. I loved you, says the Lord, but you ask, how did you love us? Wasn't Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? I loved Jacob, but Esau I hated. I turned his mountains into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the jackals in the desert. The descendants of Esau may say, We have been beaten down, but we will rebuild the ruins. Yet this is what the Lord of armies says, They may rebuild, but I will tear it down. They will be called the wicked land, and the people with whom the Lord is always angry. You will see these things with your own eyes and say, Even outside the borders of Israel the Lord is great. This is what the Lord of armies says, A son honors his father, and a servant honors his master. So if I am a father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my respect? You priests despise my name, but you ask, How have we despised your name? You offer contaminated food on my altar, but you ask, Then how have we contaminated you? When you say that the Lord's table may be despised, when you bring a blind animal to sacrifice, isn't that wrong? When you bring a lame or a sick animal, isn't that wrong? Try offering it to your governor. Would he accept it from you? Would he welcome you? asked the Lord of armies. Now try asking God to be kind to you. This is what you are doing. Will he welcome you? asked the Lord of armies. I wish one of you would shut the doors to my house so that you could not light fires on my altar for no reason. I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord of armies, and I won't accept your offerings. From the nations where the sun rises to the nations where the sun sets, my name will be great. Incense and pure offerings will be offered everywhere in my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of armies. But you dishonor it when you say that the Lord's table may be contaminated and that its food may be despised. You say, Oh, what a nuisance it is, and you sniff at it in disgust, says the Lord of armies. You bring stolen, lame, and sick animals when you bring such offerings. Should I accept them from you? asked the Lord. Cheaters are under a curse. They have male animals in their flocks that they vow to give as a sacrifice, but they sacrifice second-rate ones to the Lord instead. I am a great king, says the Lord of armies. Among the nations my name is respected. Malachi chapter 2. And now, you priests, this warning is for you. If you won't listen, and if you won't consider giving honor to my name, says the Lord of armies, then I'll send a curse on you, and I'll curse the blessings you give. Yes, I've already cursed them because you don't carefully consider this. I'm going to punish your descendants. I'm going to spread excrement on your faces, the excrement from your festival sacrifices. You will be discarded with it. Then you will know that I sent you this warning, so that my promise to Levi will continue, says the Lord of armies. I promised Levi life and peace. I gave them to him, so that he would respect me. He respected me and stood in awe of my name. The teaching that came from his mouth was true. Nothing unjust was found on his lips. He lived with me in peace and honesty, and turned many people away from sin. A priest's lips should preserve knowledge. Then, because he is the messenger for the Lord of armies, people will seek instruction from his mouth.
But you have turned from the correct path and caused many to stumble over my teachings. You have corrupted the promise made to Levi, says the Lord of armies, so I have made you disgusting, and I have humiliated you in front of all the people, because you have not followed my ways. You have been unfair when applying my teachings. Don't all of us have the same Father? Hasn't the same God created us? Why are we unfaithful to each other? And why do we dishonor the promise given to our ancestors? Judah has been unfaithful. A disgusting thing has been done in Israel and Jerusalem. Judah has dishonored the holy place that the Lord loves, and has married a woman who worships a foreign god. May the Lord exclude anyone who does this, whoever he may be. May he exclude them from Jacob's tents and from bringing offerings to the Lord of armies. Here is another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears. You moan and groan because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them from you. But you ask, why aren't our offerings accepted? It is because the Lord is a witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been unfaithful. Yet she is your companion, the wife of your marriage vows. Didn't God make you one? Your flesh and spirit belong to him, and what does the same God look for but godly descendants? So be careful not to be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. I hate the person who covers himself with violence, says the Lord of armies. Be careful not to be unfaithful. You have tried the patience of the Lord with your words, but you ask, How have we tried his patience? When you say, Everyone who does evil is considered good by the Lord, he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? Malachi chapter 3. I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way ahead of me. Then the Lord you are looking for will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the promise will come. He is the one you want, says the Lord of armies. But who will be able to endure the day he comes? Who will be able to survive on the day he appears? He is like a purifying fire and like a cleansing soap. He will act like a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify Levi's sons and refine them like gold and silver. Then they will bring acceptable offerings to the Lord. The offerings from Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the past, as in years long ago. I will come to judge you. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, lying witnesses, and those who cheat workers out of their wages and oppress widows and orphans. I will also testify against those who deprive foreigners of their rights. None of them fear me, says the Lord of armies. I, the Lord, never change. That is why you descendants of Jacob haven't been destroyed yet. Since the time of your ancestors you have turned away from my laws and have not followed them, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of armies. But you ask, how can we return? Can a person cheat God? Yet you are cheating me. But you ask, how are we cheating you? When you don't bring a tenth of your income and other contributions, so a curse is on you because the whole nation is cheating me. Bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I won't open the windows of heaven for you and flood you with blessings. Then for your sake I will stop insects from eating your crops. They will not destroy the produce of your land. The vines in your fields will not lose their unripened grapes, says the Lord of armies. All nations will call you blessed, because you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of armies. You have used harsh words against me, says the Lord. You ask, 
How have we spoken against you? You have said, It's pointless to serve God. What do we gain if we meet His standards, or if we walk around feeling sorry for what we've done? So now we call arrogant people blessed. Not only are evil doers encouraged, they even test God and get away with it. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord paid attention and listened. A book was written in His presence to be a reminder to those who feared the Lord and respected His name. They will be mine, says the Lord of armies. On that day I will make them my special possession. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you will again see the difference between righteous people and wicked people, between the one who serves God and the one who doesn't serve him. Malachi chapter 4. Certainly the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All arrogant people and all evildoers will be like straw. The day that is coming will burn them up completely, says the Lord of armies. It won't leave a single root or branch. The sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings for you people who fear my name. You will go out and leap like calves let out of a stall. You will trample on wicked people, because on the day I act they will be ashes under the soles of your feet, says the Lord of armies. Remember the teachings of my servant Moses, the rules and regulations that I gave to him at Horeb for all Israel. I'm going to send you the prophet Elijah before that very terrifying day of the Lord comes. He will change parents' attitudes toward their children and children's attitudes toward their parents. If not, I will come and reclaim my land by destroying you.